Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. And welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Reductibus Cephalo Podcast. That is the only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. And as it so happens, we are still part of the Dorkening and Denebriar Podcast Networks and brought to you tonight, as, as with every night, pretty much by Deadly Grounds Coffee, which is, of course, coffee to die for. <laughs> I am your host, my name is Parasite Steve, a.k.a. Steve Van Sampson, a.k.a. Steve Destruction, though nobody has called me that in quite some time. And with me, as always, are my just super deadly, super invisible, although when you stare at them long enough, they, the invisibility starts to become imperfect and you can kind of see that they're there. Uh, Nintendo, Get to the chopper! Suddenly, uh, I've never heard a, a Scottish version of that. <laughs> <laughs> that was on purpose. And 8-Bit Alchemy. It's all right. I'm a cop. I don't think he gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that quote had two characters. You did them both well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so tonight we are going to be talking about one of my favorite all-time franchises, uh, which is the Predator franchise. Um, this, is, uh, this is a character I think everybody knows, and uh, I would say is, uh, is better in theory than most of its appearances, technically. The movies and various things that it appears in sometimes are uh, not worthy of the Predator itself, but um, it, it's, it's kind of like a Godzilla sort of a thing where even if the movie isn't that good, I really enjoy the Predator stuff. Right. Always yep. fun. No matter how bad the movie is, I love seeing the Predator do its thing. And that is uh, just something that I I accept and it's fine. Although I hope that I always hope they're going to be awesome. Um, and uh, the the sort of genesis for for the timing of this particular episode um, is that the brand new show Prey which is the first uh, Predator movie, although it's 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 being I, I guess it's being called a show, but I've heard it. Called it seems a- like a movie because I watched the trailer last night and it just yeah. felt like it's like, no, this seems like a movie. Kind but yeah, I, I was I was unclear. Yeah, after watching I, it, I've read both, so I'm not quite sure exactly what it is, but it is being broadcast on Hulu, um, which kind of makes me sad because I do wish this had a uh, a theatrical release especially if it is it is like a movie or whatever but yeah it's the first predator uh film uh since 
2018's The Predator, which was very lackluster by all standards. Um, so uh, I'm hoping that this is great. It is literally what I have wanted in a Predator film since the ending of Predator 2, which is still to this day my favorite of all the endings. And, um, and that is a period piece where we find out that the Predator got here way long ago and has been hunting humans for quite some time. And um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just a period piece horror sci-fi movie is not too many of those i mean there's a couple right. but yeah it's uh, cool it's like you know getting tribal cool. community you know right. facing off against the the predator and i think it's it's ballsy as hell that they're not calling it you know predator right anything right. it's just called prey right. and you know that's that's awesome you know the hope is yeah. like maybe some people are going to watch that movie not even knowing what it is awesome. and and and, and you know find out that it's like this you know tie-in or this sci-fi thing or whatever because i think for me that's one of the things i love about the predator uh the first couple predator movies is like you know speak to their quality whatever you will i i happen to love the first predator movie and the second mm-hmm. one i do think is good although it's yeah. much much less so than the first one but i but, think yeah I think what makes those movies so goddamn strong is that they seem like one type of movie and then when the predator really shows his hand and, and becomes part of it, it, right. it changes. And I, right. I think that's really fucking cool. Cause not mm-hmm. many movies can do that. You know, mm-hmm. I think cabin in the woods managed to do that and some other movies managed to do it really well, but like that is really one of the coolest things that, that those movies accomplish. And I think prey seems like it could very well also good, also accomplish that. So right. that's, that's really exciting. <laughs> Yeah, certainly from the trailer, it does seem that way because it is we haven't said it, but it is a, it's a period piece. Sure. But it's it's the Comanche a couple hundred years ago fighting the Predator. So um, I am super excited for the character diversity, yeah. all that stuff. I love yep. I love seeing uh, different types of people in, in sci fi and in horror and anything this genre, quote unquote, and uh, <clears throat> I'm I'm super excited. And I think it's really funny because the very first time, like the very first trailer I remember seeing, uh, the very first post that I saw of it on Facebook, somebody grumbled, uh, ugh, it should, it should be in Comanche with subtitles. And then it came out like the next day. Oh, by the way, it's we recorded <laughs> the, we recorded the whole thing twice. And so you can watch it in English or you can watch it in Comanche with English subtitles, but they recorded every scene twice. Um, and that's actually not, that is, that does seem like an insane thing to do, but it is also done. There are um, non-English speaking shows that will do that. And yeah. um, specifically, I know there's a show called Northman that does that. Uh, it had, it's over. It had three seasons. It's on Netflix, but they yeah. did that. They recorded in, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's Icelandic or if it's uh, Nor- I think it was Norwegian. And uh, they then they would do every scene again in English because all of the actors actually spoke both. So kind of cool. So it's not you're not you're not going to get that like Godzilla's, you know, dubbed feel or the wrong language. You know, it's not matching the mouth movements. So I'm I'm legitimately super excited to see this thing twice. Me too. I really really want to. And the early reviews have been over the moon. So uh, everybody has been saying this is the best Predator thing since the original. So I figured, hey. What a great time. I'm excited. This comes out in like a week. Um, 
And uh, yeah, what a great time to to pay tribute to one of my favorite franchises on the show. Do it yes. proper with you guys and the oh, yeah. in tow. So here we go. So the basic uh, uh, breakdown of this episode is I'm going to do the first half of the episode is going to be movies. Second half of the episode is going to be video games. And then we're going to do a we're going to cram a nice little uh, octopon to this in the middle and uh, see what we can do. Uh, a cram can sandwich. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yep. And uh, we're going to see if we can get get through all this in about an hour and a half. We're timing it. So uh, we're going to try to get you to work uh, and and most of the way through the episode instead of like an, <laughs> an entire week listening like usual. Right. Right. All right. You guys, are you guys ready? You guys got your bio masks I'm, and your, uh, I'm your plasma cannons. Oh, yeah. Powered on oh, yeah. My helmet's on. Dreadlocks are out. Let's okay. do it. <clears throat> okay. Let's do it. So it all started back in 1987 with the movie Predator. Um, now, uh, as as has been pointed out in the group, and it's it's very it's a very uh, normal thing. You tend to hear geeks like you know the comic book shop guy. Like they're like, ooh, they're actually called Yaucha. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this term before. It's uh, supposedly, I, I, according to Google, it's actually supposed to be pronounced pronounced Yaucha instead of Yaucha. It looks like Yaucha. But guess what? Uh, this is from the comics and the video games and stuff. This was never said in any of the proper movies. So um, yeah, yeah I but this. it is a fan uh, accepted thing that that's the name of the species. Uh, I know there's an alternate one too, but Yaucha seems to be the, mo the more popular. And if uh, if you guys want to uh, be butthurt that I'm not saying Yaucha every time, that is too clunky. I don't care that much. <laughs> so we're, we're going to, yeah, I'm going to use the word Yaucha uh, alternatively for Predator uh, throughout the episode. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to list the, the movie, the year it came out. I'm going to tell you what the official name for the Yaucha or Predator is for that movie. And then if I have a, you know, we all have some thoughts, we will weigh in and then move on to the next one. Nice. Uh, so Predator 1987 obviously stars a, just Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime. This is my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yes. Um, yes. I, I have to agree. It really yes. is. It, it, I love it so much. Uh, I think it's a perfect action movie. I think it's a perfect uh, sci-fi movie. It really is a very low sci-fi, as you said, 8-bit. It really does feel like a jungle military army movie. This feels like, is this apocalypse now? And then you're like, oh, no there's a, a freaking alien in the trees <laughs> like yep. so right. fun so incredibly fun and they do really really withhold the the design of the predator um yeah. until near the end which is just so incredible it's so satisfying i think you could have had a hundred other designs and had it not been as satisfying but there's something about the look of the predator and they designed two things they had to design the look of him with the mask which you see mostly and then have another a second reveal when you get to see what's underneath the mask. And I cannot name another time in anything ever where a character had a mask on and then it was finally, finally the mask came off at the end and it was more satisfying than this. Maybe the original Phantom of the Opera with Lon Chaney. Maybe that's the only other one and that we're ruined for because that is just so ingrained in pop culture in our society mm -hmm. that we just know that phantom face and it's just not a big deal anymore but imagine if you were seeing it without knowing that that's what was going to be shown oh, at, yeah. at the time in like 1926 or 1927 that was and yeah. like seriously i mean like the predator I'm, reveal I'm sure is just insane. 
second to none. Um, I mean, holy yeah. shit. Other mm-hmm. than that, it's like yeah, a, it's the Predator. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I mean, it already looked insanely cool, you know, just with the mask on and everything. Yep. But seeing him demask, it's just insane. You know, you really are like, okay, this is no longer just a, a dude in a suit. Like this right. face, the motion, the movement, the mouth parts, everything, yep. the the dreadlocks. It's just fucking awesome. One of yeah. the best designs for an alien type of race ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like, holy shit does not get you never get sick of seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I just love like the 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 effects of like the mask itself, like the yeah. mask, like with the mouth and everything, mm, the, the yeah. way how it's animated and everything. They did such an amazing job, even even mm-hmm. back in the day. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The the mouth parts, as you said, eight bit, which is one of my uh, my wife's least favorite terms, uh, because <laughs> that mouth parts. Yeah, because that is parts. that is the actual scientific term for like yeah. bug for mandibles mouth. And stuff. They're just mouth parts, and she mouth just parts. hates. She hates that. Yeah. She hates yeah. that so much. <laughs> but that's what they are, right? They're the mandibles. They're mouth parts. Yeah, they are. And, yeah, and, are. and yeah, they 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 crisscross at first when he takes it off, and because you get you you understand like if it if the mouth was fully open, it couldn't even get the helmet on. So it's like okay, right. they're kind of they're kind of closed, and then when they bat wing out like that, and they <laughs> they're like surprise, you know, it's like almost a third reveal. Right. Know? Right. Like, what yeah. what an awesome awesome idea. Um, so that was, uh, that was all practical effects by Stan with Stan Winston studios. And, mm, um, legend. I think legend, absolute legend. I, th- and he did the effects for both, uh, the first and second movie. Um, so I, I think that a lot of people know this, but, um, for those of don't who do not know this, I will share this uh, little anecdote. Um, so this design of the creature is actually not the original. Um, the first, uh, first suit that they actually fabricated made and started to film with was completely different it was much goofier it had more of an insect look and it it had like a long neck and the head like like kind of bounced on the neck i mean as it ran it looked very silly oh weird um and uh the suit actor was a uh then unknown jean-claude van damme no shit yes yep. And uh, so Van Damme uh, hated doing it and uh, ended up piecing out. It was uh, it was apparently miserable. I'm sure it was hot as hell. Um, yeah. I have heard that um, overall, even in the, the final Predator suit, that the it, the weight was was something incredible. It was it weighed like, you know, 100 and something pounds. And it was uh, supposedly so incredibly hot. Um, and of, of course, the Predator in the first and second movie, I believe in the second as well, is played by Kevin Peter Hall, who is the same actor who played Harry and Hand- Harry and the Hendersons. He was seven feet, oh, two inches tall. Truly, the Predator is enormous. It's sometimes hard to yeah. it's, it's hard to really grasp that because you often just see him by himself in the trees and in different things. It's, it's hard to like, wow, it's like, wow. He is over seven feet tall. No shit. Yeah. You don't really get a good sense of scale for him. And that's just the man. So the costume is probably more, probably by something, a few inches or whatever. And, uh, and, and then, you know, when, when he's standing next to Arnold, it's, it's, there's not a lot of shots with them uh, standing next to each other. Um, You know, you have the shot of him going past when Arnold's hiding in the mud, which is still just, I think one of the more iconic 
uh, shots from the from the whole movie. I mean, my God, that that was that was so cool. Like when you saw that for the first time. But so truly, like the Predator is is a very imposing guy. You know, this is a very imposing uh, alien creature who's uh, unlike every other like movie monster is very intelligent. This is a this is a a creature essentially but it's really a person from another race that we know nothing about that is yeah. technologically advanced to ours and they are here for the most base of reasons hunting is fun for sport yep <laughs> that's it and i i just love it they don't want to invade they don't you know nope. they don't want to take they're not over. here to conquer nope yep. they just they just want to hunt because man is is a good solid prey and is a dangerous um, game it is a dangerous game. Mm. It's a very dangerous. Some would say the most dangerous game. Some would. But um, so the the predator or Yaucha in this one is just officially called the jungle hunter. So if you are talking about the original predator from the original movie, it is the jungle hunter, um, which is to this day, you know, because they they switch up the costume that the aliens wear too. So you have the you have the predator face. The face, you know pretty much has has remained the same through most of the designs there are differences there's coloration there's different things but you know they look very similar mm -hmm. but the masks especially and the whole ensemble really change pretty drastically throughout the movies and uh this is uh honestly it's hard to beat the original for me i'm not going to say he is my absolute favorite but he's he's probably my number two i really really love the original so much yeah you're right yeah, and I've never been good at being able to really pick apart the differences between them just naturally watching the movies because it's like you don't often get to see them side by side just in a casual viewing, uh, except for some of the later movies you do see them next to each other. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, this one definitely is has has less frills, less, you know, stuff going on, but, you know, just still singular. You know, you can't not love the OG There's yeah, there's yeah. something about that mask that is just so perfect, I think. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny, you, you know, you put all the elements together that make up the Predator. You got the, you know, the Batwing expanding mandible mouth. Uh, sure. But like, it's like the dreadlocks are so interesting. They're like not really hair. They look like they're tendrils or something. Right. And they just all have them. Uh, that's That's incredibly cool. They have, you know you know claws like most movie monsters have claws and, and and it's funny because like when they're using some of their like the, they have the, like the thing on the wrist with all the controls and it almost feels like you know the claws would probably make this harder but no we got to give this creature claws. <laughs> right, <laughs> right right this feels like it'd be hard to type on yeah. a phone and then they also <laughs> all, they almost always have uh, like fishnets, essentially, like covering yep. their they have like fishnet shirts. And it's funny yeah. because uh, my wife, uh, Mrs. Parasite, uh, she only noticed that very recently. There was some recent thing where she's like, oh, my God, why is he wearing fishnets? And I'm like, that's what he has. He, they always wear fishnets. It's yeah, just right. It's just a weird thing that they gave them, and it's just I don't know. It's it's, it's somehow same, con works. same concept somehow as works. like you know the fishnet on like an army soldier uh, helmet. You know they would use that a right. lot as just like camo to kind of break up the solid color, right. and it would just kind of give it some sort of texture to to I guess hide Very it a little bit. And I love yeah. how like I do love later when they were getting more and more predators in the scene. They would use more colors for their skin, and like they would have like 
striped. Some of them are like striped and modeled and different things. So pretty cool. The, the last thing I'll say about this very, very classic movie that, you know, everybody has seen, I think, you know, not much really more needs to be said. I do want to mention that the predator sounds like specifically the clicking that like, the, yes. yeah, yeah, you know, yep. it's like, like, I <laughs> can't really do it, but like, it's like, do you know who did the clicking? Was it Frank Welker? It was Peter Cullen. What? Oh Off my God. Brain. Yeah. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Yep. Peter what? Cullen. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was brought on to do some voice effects for the creature and he actually came up with the clicking on his own. That was not something they wanted. And that was something that had, that is something that has endured to this day. So wow. that's very, very cool. characteristic of the predator. Like yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. Stuff big time yeah so is there anything more you guys want to say about the the first one before we get to the choppa um i um i i like the idea that the predator only sees in in uh, infrared oh right. for, for for the hunting yeah um and and also uh when they when they listen for you know the, the sounds when people talk it's it sounds like it's getting recorded and then they yes. kind of like they play it back yes yes Yep. I think I yeah. just think that's that that's really neat. Like you don't mm-hmm. see that ever. Yeah, it's a really yeah, cool a, vi- effect a, a villain a villain that doesn't talk. Yeah, right. and just listens to things and is recording things and playing it back over. And then later on, you get some like you know mimicry and stuff. Yep. Yeah, that yeah. is really cool. Yeah, and yeah. speaking of the uh, the spectrum that they see, and I think it's also uh, very interesting that when they take off the helmet, they can't see at all. They're they have eyes but they're effectively blind, at least in our spectrum. There's like so much digital noise, so much, you know, they, they just can't really see the way that we do. It's almost like they have to have the, uh, the helmet on for, right. to focus. Yeah. So right. that's an interesting concept too, because it's like, wow. I mean, a fish eye doesn't work the way a human eye does. A bug eye does not work the way a human eye does. So different creatures do see everything completely different, but Mm -hmm. the thought that, wow, it's like their eyes are almost useless in our current. Now I wonder maybe on their home planet, maybe the sun is different. Maybe they see better uh, in different spectrums, you know, and Mm. we just don't have that with our atmosphere. And that's really the the deal, but it's, it's interesting. There's a lot about the predator that makes you wonder. And I think that that's so cool. Right. Yep. Major sense of wonder. Where are these things from? How long have yep. they been coming here? All that. So, right. all right. So let's move on to the next movie. Which Bef- is Predator- before before we move on, I have two oh, quick yep. anecdotes. Two sure. quick anecdotes. One, uh, I I managed to see this movie on Laserdisc back wow. in high school, and that was quite an experience. It was really cool, and just the thought that you know they made this movie on Laserdisc like such a dead format but um that was really cool (laughs) my friend's dad was like just a kind of like connoisseur of like uh you know dead media and Mm -hmm. yeah so i saw i got to see predator on laserdisc which was really cool definitely endeared the movie to me further uh and then the other thing i have to mention is uh one uh the the theme song of the the music of the predator itself is oh, yep. really really fucking important and gets used later on and gets used throughout the movies and is always used as the motif that and 
and uh, it's very very cool. I love when when a creature or something like that has has its own like musical presence and it shows mm-hmm. up on screen and it's just the best. Uh, and then also Predator One gave birth to one of my all time favorite memes, which is the the world's meatiest you know handshake, which is oh yeah, Dylan. <laughs> You, you son, son of, of a, a bitch! bitch. <laughs> Boom! And this fucking most epic beef-laden fucking handshake yeah. ever. It's, it's just, so uh, it's one of the greatest things in all of cinema. And and the first Predator movie gave that to us. So, yeah, um, yeah, just had to mention those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, Carl Weathers uh, is such a great character in this movie. Um, I mean, I, I, I one of the things I love about that first movie, I do want to move on, but like is the group of guys are just great. Yeah. And also um, yeah. <clears throat> Sonny Landham who plays Billy. Billy is another, like another really memorable character. He's got an incredible last stand. I wish you got to see it. I just I wish know. you got to see. His oh, final stand. I know. I you know. know. He, yeah. He just, he just kind of waits on, on that, that log bridge and tells them to go. And he's like, no, I'm going to, I'm, this is as far as I go. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to do my thing. And yeah. uh, it's great because you never get to see a, like a, a heroic native American character, like, you know, in that right. sort of a way, just a, a modern character. Yep. And uh, so anyway, I, I, I love Billy in that movie. I think a lot of yeah. people do, but, uh, yeah. but also, I mean, I mean, Carl Weathers as Dylan is just so, so freaking great. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, great cast. Awesome. Hell yeah. yeah. But so anyway, all right. So let's, let's move on to Predator 2, uh, 1990. 8-Bit uh, Alchemy, you wanted to present this one? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, if you have the fact sheet ready, you know, go, you know, feel free to go for it. But uh, yeah, I, you... I don't have a, a ton to say. Uh, the, the, the Yautja in this is simply called the city hunter. So we have the jungle hunter. We have the city hunter. It's also the last time that they really were using the designation of hunter. They just kind of changed it to predator after this. Um, so yeah, we got the jungle and city hunters and those are the two Stan Winston ones. Um uh, yeah, Danny Glover is the main actor. Uh, it was, it was a, I think, a good sequel. Um, yeah, you know, where the first movie might have been a ten, this was definitely like a, a seven. But yeah. it's, you know, it's so maybe seven point five. It, it's still got good stuff. Uh, like they evolved, they evolved the what is a predator in the way of gadgets. Lots of new gadgetry in this. Yes. Movie. Yep. Yep. The first appearance of the disc. First time he threw the discus. That was not yep. the first yep. one. Yep, and, and he's uh, got they, like these darts and yep. spear and yeah, the, oh the spear. That's right. That was in that was in this one too. Yep. Right. Um, he even got to show off his super move from the arcade game by being on top of a building and getting struck by lightning and going boo, making whatever fucking weird, <laughs> weird ass bloodhound noise he makes. Um, but yeah, I mean, so so Predator Two for me, I this was the one one of the ones of the series that I just like never had like a great memory of not, not in a bad way. I just couldn't remember much of it. I'm like, I know Danny Glover and I remember like the, the final, you know, final sequence. Um, but I just re- recently rewatched it and yeah, you know, it's like, okay, we took the same concept as the first one. Mm-hmm. We set it in LA. We have gang violence being the main problem instead of it being Vietnam, you know, we're in the concrete jungle now. Um, and I think that it, does totally still work i think it's still cool i just like it less and in like i think all the ways i like the first one i just like this one less and i think that yep. the cast in this one is just not really there like danny glover's it you know gary Busey 
ends up becoming an interesting character, but I just feel like the supporting cast is just really bad, mm-hmm. like like window dressing. Like they are barely uh, you know, people you care about. Yeah. Um, but Ruben you know, Blades whatever. is kind of cool, but yeah, other yeah, overall, I hear what you're saying. And uh yeah. Gary Busey's in this one. Right. That's why I said that. Gary Busey's oh, character Gary, Gary is Busey. is gets better later. You know, he has yeah. a great callback to the first movie, which I think is Awesome, because the whole time you're watching Predator 2, you honestly are thinking, does this have anything to do with the first movie? You know, or is this just a total separate story of a predator in another area? Mm -hmm. Um, So that, you know, that whole concept is there. Mm. Um, But yeah, you know, it's got like much more of like a cop dynamic crime drama and, you know, that kind of thing where they're eventually trying to solve the person's, uh, you know, the, the guy who ends up on the force who gets killed by the predator all this other stuff it's like it takes a totally different turn and yeah i i I think it's still a good movie um and i feel like the the ending of the movie is is really really fucking awesome um i i will say um i'll i'll let i'll let steve talk about that but one of the other things that's really really cool is that this movie for me i think was the first in inkling and probably for a lot of folks of uh predator and alien being you know a coexisting property now i don't yeah. know if if you are people who are privy to the comics and all that stuff if stuff like that was out no at, it all in started 1990. Here. it all started here okay this was the this was this is what it put it put the bug in everybody's head that truly is a humongous fucking uh you know legacy for predator 2 and just having danny glover his character mike getting into the ship of the predator and seeing this wall of trophies this wall of skulls and skeletons and all this other shit and very clearly having the the frame hang on the xenomorph skull and you're going oh fuck are you serious right now like with this like there's (laughs) an alien skull in this like and then just the gears are turning and wasn't wasn't this scene steve like a very last minute addition like it almost wasn't in the movie or something i'm not sure about that but i know that they didn't expect it to be taken seriously it wasn't like we are starting a thing here it was just like a a fun wouldn't it be funny if we threw the the xenomorph thing in there and then everybody just lost their fucking minds yeah so everybody just needed that to actually happen so and then then it happened and then of course (laughs) right you know money is to be made so of course right uh, the freddy versus jason you know scenario that would happen so much later i i did want to just uh one quick correction uh you said it was vietnam the first movie it was it was it wasn't vietnam it was set in um a fictional country called valverde and that was uh just somewhere in central america oh and uh it you know because there was all this like spanish-speaking people right but right. The, and it was it was supposed to take place in the 80s uh like okay when it was basically when it, it definitely just, had just it had the guerrilla warfare sure. aesthetic yeah. of vietnam yes. Yes. so like that's definitely like the war that you could closest compare sure. it to yeah yeah right. but okay that's that's a good question yeah. and then i mean so then you know just steve talk about like the the shot from the end and the sequence of yeah, predator two yeah yeah i mean just briefly it's it's just a matter of like you know mike accidentally falls on the ship he sees the trophies and he turns around and like a whole like three or more predators just all decloak and he just essentially has nothing nothing no recourse but to shit his pants i mean there's nothing else right to do. he right, just right. killed a predator with its own claw right he just he killed the predator and then so they saw it, and you you think like oh well now he's dead they're gonna kill him for revenge and in fact the opposite is true because he has now proven to them that he is a worthy 
combatant. Yeah, he's and, earned uh, their their respect. He's, he's earned their respect. So yeah. the lead one, uh, which is just the, I think it's just called the Elder Predator, um, uh, comes forward and hands him a flintlock pistol, and I think it has the the date of seventeen sixty something on it. Seventeen fifteen. I just I just saw it. Fifteen. Yep. And. Uh, and he just gives it to him like as a trophy, like as a prize, because clearly yep. they're all about the trophies and stuff. And that's what he gets. So you and get no this explanation. Thought, right. So again, again, it's a sense of wonder. You, your brain starts working and you're like, oh, my God. So they've been here for hundreds of years, at least. And he killed somebody back then and took this as a trophy. And now he's back, you know, this old guy. And he gives it back. He gives it to Danny Glover. It's just so incredibly cool. It's just Super the best cool. ending of the, I think of all of them by far. And uh, it is, it is just amazing. So it immediately uh, put the bug yeah. in your ear of like, what <laughs> was that story? Yeah. You know, and I'm, I, I imagine there, there must be a comic or something that covers it at this point. Well, you know, I really don't know if that's true. It does seem like there would be, I'm not really that versed in the predator comics and the alien versus predator comics. I have read some, um, but I just uh, am not that uh, knowledgeable. So I'm not really sure. And I'm also, we're not really here to talk about like expanded universe novels and yeah, stuff like that. There's right. so many of those. I know the alien universe has like a million expanded. Universe I would love novels. to know about it, but I'm that's, really that's like sure a different about. episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's, that's the thing. It's like, give me that movie. I want that movie. I want to see predator versus pirates, but <clears> instead <throat> we're going to get predators versus Comanche. So it's the same, you know, basic overall idea. And I'm, I, I'm, ridiculously happy about it so yay finally getting our our period piece predator hell yeah uh so all right so predator 2 and then from there that was 1990 and then it was not until uh 20 years later yeah 2004 <laughs> christ we finally got our next one which was finally avp or alien versus predator so literally the follow-up to that ending scene finally yeah um, 14 this, years later 14 years later um this movie was a little bit different in tone it was yep. a, a little bit sillier um i i would say as a alien movie or as a predator movie it's really just okay at being both it's not right. terrible um it does have a lot of fun stuff in it so it really is yeah. that godzilla thing like i was saying like as a movie it's not great the characters are okay the most of them are really super forgettable Main character girl is okay. It's like really what you're here for is the stupid shit. You're just you're just here. Right, for the I just want to see the dumb monsters. fun. Yeah, and and yeah. the dumb fun is actually pretty fun. It's pretty be, fun to be fair. And you know, Lance Henriksen does uh, does appear in this movie, which is really fun. And he's supposed to be uh, like the original Charles Wayland of the Wayland Utani corporation. Supposedly this was him on like in his dying years and you actually get to see him uh, die. And of course they, they, there's like a throwaway line about how he's like the, you know, the model for the Bishop Android that we, that we met in. Aliens. Right. Which is, which is really cool. It's That's cool. a cool implication. Uh, although it does, it does uh, really steamroll over Alien Three when we meet what's supposed to be the real Bishop, the man who inspired Bishop. And at that point, um, it just steamrolls over that. So you're, so, oh, I guess, I supposed about that. to. Yeah, that's my favorite ending in in all of Aliens. Actually, is Alien Three. So I think the <laughs> the best endings are not necessarily in the best movies, but um, but yeah, well. Uh, I, I think you're just supposed to believe, oh, well, it's still fine. He was lying. He was also an android. It's like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I guess, but it's still stupid. Um, right. This is worse than that. But uh, it's got some great, great designs. Uh, lots of predators in this one. 
the main hero predator who is the one who actually kind of turns good and uh, actually works with the human lead character. He is just affectionately called the scar predator. Um, <laughs> there's also the Celtic predator who is the one who ends up having uh, he has a really unique mask and he has um, a really good fight with the, the alien that gets uh, there's a net that the predators use and uh, it like has a, a gear that turns and so the net is like made out of razor wire and as the gear turns it, it constricts the net so you know you'll eventually die uh, but so they use this on the alien and uh, it makes like uh, it cuts into his dome but then as the acid blood comes out it, it melts that the, shot the is fucking awesome it's great I yeah, forgot it's a about great fight that. it's a great fight honestly it really is and so that alien is the only one that really ever has much of a name that's just called grid or the grid alien because it looks like there's a grid on his head after that uh and uh and they sort of uh have a great fight uh grid alien i think wins i think he beats this the the celtic predator i believe um the third of uh of the predators that, that they introduce in that one because the, the deal is there's like a these are supposed to be young blood uh hunters that aren't branded hunters yet and uh, they're just the going newbies. through their man. Yeah, they're going through their manhood test, which is uh, a whole thing that's not even worth explaining. It's fine. Uh, there are aliens that, that are down there, though. So, and it's on Earth, and it's weird. So, anyway, they they go down, and they're they're going through their manhood. The third guy is uh, simply called the Chopper Predator, and I guess it's because he has the longest um, blades. Okay. But still, like, wouldn't you call him Blade? I don't know. Chopper? No, but they have to get right. to the chopper. They have to I get. Mean... It's so dumb. And he's <laughs> yeah. he just basically looks the least cool. He's least interesting, and he dies in like one second. Mm. Um, he's pointless. But there is technically chopper. And then at the very very end, there is a whole sequence with a very poorly uh, rendered uh, CG queen alien that really did not need to be in the movie at all. And I wish she wasn't, but whatever. Um, they're once they defeat that they do have like a little bit of the same sort of a feeling uh as the ending to to predator 2 where um the girl kind of proves herself but the uh it looks like our buddy scar is is probably dead he's probably gonna die and uh some you know there's a predator ship out there and outsteps my favorite predator of all time of all time bar none number one with a bullet it's the elder predator from avp specifically although reading about it online i guess they designed it in a way that you're supposed to be able to think and imagine and wonder if it could be the same one from predator 2. from predator 2 he does look a little bit different his dreadlocks are more blue and they're longer but his face is very similar there's a lot of like little spiny quills all over his like uh, eyebrow ridges and cheekbones and he really yep. does look different and uh, I just, that is just my favorite predator of all time. Um, but, uh, and you know, he has a similar sort of a moment with the human uh, kind of regarding her as, as, you know, you know, a, a being of respect, you know, somebody who they should respect. Um, so that's kind of AVP. I don't know if you guys want to say anything about more about it, but I've okay seen, uh, yeah, I, I've seen it once on video and I don't know. I mean, it was, fine i guess yeah, but yeah, yeah, it didn't blow me away no it it's been have. so i mean it's been so long i don't i honestly don't remember much about it but i do remember thinking that it was just okay yeah 
Well, I mean, more more disappointing than anything because yeah. you know how cool is it having no aliens yeah. versus predator? This is what we all wanted, and yeah, that's what we got. And oh, like, yeah. eh, whatever right. it is, what it is. At least yeah. we got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, I think in the in the history of big, you know, big name mashups, Godzilla versus King Kong, Alien versus Predator, Freddy versus Jason, like all these kind of movies, you know, I think that they they never can quite live up to the hype. But, you know, as long as they can be fun Mm -hmm. and I do still feel like Alien versus Predator is a fun movie. And I, I, I feel like I've I've probably seen it like two or three times. I feel like I saw it a couple times when it first came out and then again later. And I I did enjoy it. And it had some good imagery and I loved the way that they showed like the ice drill that like bored down like way into the ice, like mm-hmm. the huge, you know, um whatever laser beam or something that would have punched through the ice. I don't know. Like there was some really cool imagery there. But um, yeah, you know, it's it's just a fun movie. It does not have, you know, the same kind of staying power as as the stuff that it came from Alien 1, 2, Predator 1, 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but, you know, you get some really quality Predator shit in that yep. movie. And and that's the first time that the Predators actually feel like good guys. You know, like there's the one Predator you mentioned who really teams up, you know, at the end. And yep. And that's super cool. You know, I mean, you're kind of always you, you've you've always known that the Predators have, you know, some degree of after watching Predator 2, they have some two. degree of like civilization yeah. and 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 reasonability and, you know, whatever. And so this kind of lets you see that a little yeah. bit more. And I like that. Right. There yeah. is that sense of honor with the race that you really only right. get at the end of Predator 2 in the last shot. Like before that, there's nothing suggesting that they have an honor code, especially since they they have this fucking invisibility cloak. So like, right. you know, well, if you have technology that makes you completely invisible or just about it, just about invisible, how is that fair? Like, how how do you feel that that's an honorable kill if you're just right? killing people while it's on it'd be one thing if it was only for observation but like they turned it off when they actually fought and i i I don't know i've always i always had trouble like reconciling that like it doesn't seem like something an honorable race would would have as their Mm. thing but i think it was just a retcon and it's a fun retcon to think they have this honor code and yeah there's also that fun scene i mean it is cheesy but hey like you said it is fun when Scar uh, joins up with the the human lead there, I can't remember her name. Uh, she was also the lady who played Blade's mom in the first Blade, I believe. Um, it's funny. I can't picture what the humans look like at all in she's Alien. Super <laughs> pretty. Uh, I just I I'll I'll, I'll look it up uh, in a second. But uh, when she's um, when she's like saves him the first time against uh, I think the grid alien and ends up killing it um, and. And the the predator then gets up. He gets back to his feet, kills the alien. Finally, this grid character who's been kind of a, you know, the nemesis one that we can recognize throughout the movie. And uh, he rips off its its dome head and turns and cleans it and turns it into a shield for her. And then he rips off the tail and he turns it into a spear. So she gets it's so cool. She gets monster huntered up. Basically. Oh, I know. I yeah, know. It's, it's yeah. really, really cool. So the the actress's name is Sana Sana Lothan, and she plays Alexa Woods. I, okay. I'm probably saying her name wrong. It's S A N A A, but she's very, very pretty lady, and she, I yeah. did think she was perfectly good main main character in this. It's just a matter of the material being, you know, a little light 
and uh, no big deal. But Lance Henriksen uh, was in it, which is always awesome. Yeah. And uh, um, also Colin Salmon uh, is uh, just this dude who's just been in a million things. Uh, it, it always lends credence to whatever role he's playing. He's he's just one of those guys, uh, British dude. He was. He, I always think of him from the first Resident Evil movie. You know that scene in the first Resident Evil where they like there's the grid of lasers and then it gets smaller and smaller. Oh, jeez. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It cubes it him. Just cheese it's that him. guy. Yeah, <laughs> cheese grates him. I that is that is the scene from that movie. That's not a great movie, but man, what it gets. Yeah, that's a hell of a scene. Yeah, a, yeah. Um. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so okay. So then we cool. move on. Uh, just a few years later, AVPR or uh, also known as AVP Requiem, two thousand seven. Three years later. So very little to say about this one. It's not very good. That the there was an after credit scene in avp where you found out that the scar predator who he took for dead actually had gotten a face hugger on him at some point you were kind of wondering about it but then you sort of forgot anyway a little a little chest burster bursts out of his chest while the uh predator spaceship is in flight and then they do a little zoom in and of course the little alien has little predator mouth uh, little mandible, oh, little, little okay. mouth parts. Uh, so that's the zinger. So that was a really fun zinger. So it's like, oh my god, we're gonna get that is alien. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So th- it was the, now the concept of a predalien is something that existed in the in the video games uh, previously to that. So this was something that fans were also familiar with and were excited for. Uh, so AVP R, uh, yeah, it brought us the predalien. It's the main. Um, it's the main monster of the film it basically causes the predator spaceship to crash back down to earth and uh it gets free and then there is is a main predator that comes down in another ship to clean up the mess and uh it's funny because he was a cleaner he was a guy who comes in to clean up the bullshit uh they named him wolf he's called the wolf predator uh, because that is also the name of harvey keitel's character in pulp fiction who's a cleaner so they oh, really? internally called him that he's i think they call him hmm. the wolf in pulp fiction kind of funny but uh so he's okay. just he's just wolf predator for no other reason not not a visual thing uh and honestly he's a, he's a great looking predator he has like runes on his mask and he's he's honestly really great the problems with this movie are it's it's badly it's bad at everything it, the, the story's <laughs> dumb the the plot's dumb the, the the lighting is really dark it's it's hard to see anything it's really famous for being too dark um, it's it's kind of terrible. So you know, it is I have what it not is. seen this. Movie. Have you guys seen this? Uh, one? This is no. the one that I have not seen at all. There is a, a really neat shot um, that is of the wolf predator on his ship, and you can see that there's a ton of skulls <clears throat> on his on his uh, console, like around his console, his main computer console, and uh, it's so dark you can't really see anything. But I had taken it years ago and lightened it in photoshop and then i i saw other people do this after too but i i had done it like a real like when the movie first came out i'm like i think it was from the trailer because i'm like oh, i i, I want to see what's on this wall and uh yeah there's a lot of fun references on that wall that you can't even effing see it's absolutely insane one of the skulls is uh, a space jockey skull from the first alien movie nice Later they were called mm-hmm. the engineers um there is also a triceratops just on the wall. okay all so right it's like all okay. right yeah. it's Why just a, it's it's a triceratops they have been coming here since dinosaurs which i love so very dearly it's so fun so anyway really really cool um 
really cool shot but it's like god damn it director of photography you couldn't couldn't freaking see it um i don't know so you guys haven't seen this one no I've that's not. fine it's, yeah. it's fine we can move on uh the next one came out uh 2010 Yes. And this is Predators, directed by Robert Rodriguez. This was a movie I, I was very excited for. And you know what? I still love this movie. I fucking I think, love this movie. I think this yeah. is the, the second best Predator movie. Um, I think it's weirdly underrated. I you most most people, the best you can get out of them is like, yeah, it's not that bad. And I just don't understand it at all. I, I think it's just right. a phenomenal movie. I love it. I watched it again last night. I haven't seen it in a few years. But uh Predators, uh really, really fun. So tons of Yautja in this movie. The um there there really is no like main one. There's like basically what we get is a group of three new predators that are kind of i think collectively the super predators um they are described by this character in the movie as um as uh, like to reg the regular predator as a wolf is to a dog so they are related yeah. but it's like a different species and apparently they uh do not get along with the regular predators that we know and uh they are bigger they look different and they are way way more like barbarians in their uh, their look they're yeah they have bones like strapped mm -hmm. to themselves and to their masks and and all this different stuff and uh they are just really freaking cool so we do get one classic predator in this movie and he's he's uh sometimes he is just simply called the classic predator but he's he's also the i think the better name is he's the crucified predator um mm -hmm. and that is because when the humans find him he's like crucified essentially strapped to a post in the in the camp of where the bad guys are um so before we get to the bad guys the basic plot of this movie is like holy shit what an opening right oh yeah so the main, yeah i mean i mean the main actor is adrian brody total like out of left field choice never yeah, expected that dude in a predator he, movie he did great he was such yeah a he did honestly i don't even re i don't even know who he is oh really until i've seen this movie unless i've seen him in other movies just don't realize it he was in king I mean, kong he was in the pianist he was in uh budapest hotel i mean he's he's honestly kind of like a celebrated actor like he's he's sort of like an actor's actor i don't know like yeah, he's, he he's in like he's in like yeah he's in like like really you know well you know art house kind of yeah. appreciated like actor movies mm -hmm. and okay. and to see him be like i'm gonna be in predators as like the badass commando dude it's like what the fuck yeah okay I, huh. I think he, he totally it does it yeah he utterly pulled it off and man the awesome. guy's just in phenomenal shape in this movie it's like okay i know he's not an arnold he's not bulky but he does not have one ounce of fat on him he's at shredded all. he's yeah. so shredded so yeah. i just i don't know i just really bought him as the badass that he was presented as uh pretty good cast honestly walton goggins uh also i was very surprised to see mahershala ali who's going to be marvel's blade in the mcu and uh you know was in uh the first season of luke cage and he was in Moonlight, which won Academy Award. Um, he is a fantastic actor and was is in this movie. I'm like, I, I didn't know him at the time, but I yeah, did not remember. I, I didn't know him yeah. at the time I wish, either. I wish he was in it more. Unfortunately, he dies kind of early. Yeah. Uh, Danny Trejo dies first, though. Right. Danny. Which is bullshit. That's so bullshit. bullshit. I, wish, 
Like what the fuck? First, like you know, they it's it's I uh there's a, an anecdote I read that uh when they when they were writing the script and d- doing the casting call, the casting sheet said um they wanted to cast somebody who was Danny Trejo like for that part, and they're like, well, I mean, we could just cast Danny Trejo, <laughs> <laughs> like, right? Robert is he Rodriguez say is no? like, well, well, I, no. I, I'm just going to call him. We just had him over for tacos <laughs> so, last night. I know they're related. Uh, so funny. Uh, but anyway, uh, and Topher Grace also uh, as well. Like, yeah. and, and, you know, oh, I yeah. mean, it's very, very interesting amalgamation of characters. There's some more too. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a Motley crew for sure. And uh, basically they, they just fall from the sky. They wake up in, in mid fall in free fall and they don't know what's going on and they crash to the ground. They're they're If, if the, they're lucky enough that the parachute opens uh, and they crash to the ground and they, they have a weapon on them, a loaded weapon, and they have no idea what's going on. And they're just in a jungle and they start to, the humans start to find each other and start to piece together what the heck could be going on. So from second one, it's, it's a mystery and it's, it's very compelling in my opinion. I just, I just am dying to know yeah. what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I, I just really dig it. But um, the, uh, the rest of the, the predators, the super predators we have, um, the leader is known as the berserker predator. And he's the one who has a jawbone, a lower jawbone oh, right. to the mask. Yeah. And he's, yeah. kind of which like sounds amazing, but one. isn't quite as cool as it should be, but it's still cool. Yeah, like I, think, yeah. I feel like that aesthetic is really cool, but I just he's not my favorite one. Right, I mean, he's not my favorite one either. He's my least favorite one technically, but I I do I do really dig him anyway. Then there's the tracker predator who is the one with the tusks, the two like elephant tusks that stick straight out. He's mm-hmm. actually my favorite looks wise. Uh, I just it's a bummer that we get to see him the least. Uh, right. Although he does have one neat aspect to him that uh, unfortunately the movie didn't do a good job of linking this, but the, the deal is that he's supposed to be the master of the, of the dogs. So early, the first creature we see is not a predator. It's, it's these brand new creature we've never seen before. Basically a predator dog. These lizard looking yeah. things with tons of horns and spikes all over their body. And they look really cool. And I'm a prog. Like, Part a- predator, part dog. I'm my own best friend. <laughs> my own best friend. They're uh, they're really cool, and it's it's a great sequence with uh with you know dealing with them, and it's it's partly practical and it's partly CG, and they I just think they did a really good job. I love that yeah. sequence. So the deal is that he's supposed to be the one with the dogs who's commanding the dogs. They really could have shown that. They could have easily had him yeah. in the background yeah. right for that. all it had to be was one shot yeah of him of him back there and like you know you kind of hear at one point you hear a whistle and all the dogs stop what they're doing and they retreat and so you get the sense that somebody is commanding them and you just don't know who but it's supposed to be the one with the tusks so he's called tracker and the third one is the falconer predator and he is so called because there's this one shot that they threw in that really doesn't need to be in it but hey it's cool where there's a robot bird thing and he's just kind of a drone and he's flying over you know clearly i'm sure capturing video and he uh flies up uh to uh, the third super predator as he decloaks and it just lands on his arm like a bird would and <clears throat> so he's the falconer he's really cool he he probably has my favorite scene in the movie because he fights this uh, one of the humans is a yakuza g- 
guy and he uh he oh finds yeah i a, forgot that guy a sword yeah. he finds a, like a japanese sword and, and he actually has a sword fight uh essentially with the with that falconer predator and it is really cool it is really yeah. really cool. very anime uh very fun yeah so um the 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 other thing i want to say oh lawrence fishburne has a great character in this movie oh yeah yeah he yeah he yeah, yeah. does yeah really fun i wasn't uh, sure if you were gonna mention I, him, but yeah yeah i just i when he first showed up i thought it was awesome because it made you think that okay it's a predator he's got yep. a gun pointed at at uh adrian yep adrian brody and he takes off you know the helmet and it's like oh it's lawrence fishburne yep and it's like Oh my god! Like he was invisible and everything, and I, right. I just thought that was really cool. And I was so hoping that they would do more of that with him. Yeah, but that was the only time they did it. Yeah, and so and so it was a little disappointing for me. That is that is a problem with this movie. I think that they they had so many good ideas that they withheld. So all of the awesome ideas get like just a, a few seconds of screen time. And it's, it's really a bummer because they could have, I think this could have been a series. This could have been a show or like three movies just right. with this cast on this planet. Um, yeah. I love, I love what this movie set up. It's a bummer that it, they never went back to it, but his name, his character name is, uh, is Noland. And, and he's great. He's just a survivor who's been here for quite, quite some time. He was dropped 10 seasons, 10 seasons, whatever that means. <laughs> Jesus, and, uh, right. Like, Holy crap. Yeah, it's a season a year. Shit. We don't know. So don't yeah, know, yeah. you eventually learn that they are not on earth. They are somewhere else. And this is like a game preserve where predators capture people that they deem to be, you know, efficient killers and they drop them on this random planet and they just hunt them. So it's really different. Really cool. And um, well, yeah, and they, they kidnapped Topher Grace. They, they, well, there's a reason we don't have to give it away. But a <laughs> uh, so, um, so Lawrence Fishburne's character is so great. He's, he's insane. He's completely out of his mind. He talks to like nobody. Yep. There's, you know, he's out of his mind. And uh, as much, I, I just, I just want to say this as much as I love his character. And I think that Lawrence Fishburne is always amazing and did an amazing job. I still wish that his character was actually Danny Glover from Predator 2. Oh, I know, dude. Yes. That I would always have been thought that. It's sick. like I love him. I do. I Lawrence Fishburne, you rock, but you know, if you're listening to the show, we love you, okay? Nothing against you, Lawrence. You know, I know you don't But like just for the lore, for the richness of the world building, how it cool would have been fucking insane. Would it be? I mean, yeah. on, if they're not gonna get they're not gonna get the Schwarzenegger to come back as as uh Schaefer, as Dutch Lieutenant right. Dutch Schaefer or whatever, um, then yeah, that would have been that would have been amazing. But uh anyway, still still a really really fun movie. They leave it totally open for sequels and they just never never went back to it. Uh, does anybody have anything to say on Predators? I think it needs it needs more credit than it's got. I mean, I think, like you said earlier, it is one of those weird movies where I watched it and was just like, oh, this movie kicked ass. And then learning about how people kind of feel about it, I was just like, did we all see the same movie? I thought, like, yeah, but, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this this movie is really <laughs> fucking good, and and yeah. also for it to be following after what we got with Alien vs Predator and AVPR, which you know, like I said, I didn't see, but you know, largely middling movies that had fun parts. Like mm-hmm. Predators is just downright fucking awesome. 
and yeah, is think, finally yeah. the natural evolution of predator in the way that alien was where you had alien and aliens now you have predator and predators they're trying to do a similar kind of naming convention and i feel like it lives up to that level of like this is a fucking worth i think predators is like the the upping of the ante that mm-hmm. that like predator 2 was not not that predator yeah. 2 wasn't awesome it was just more of the same just a little bit a different flavor uh, yes predators right. ups the game like yeah. aliens did and yeah. i feel like yeah that that is like that is worth celebrating that is a really freaking great achievement there yeah and uh you know i mean i i really i like those characters too they had they had pretty good identity i think so yeah too. i i also appreciate the fact that uh, near the the beginning of the of the movie when they're, they're in the the jungle um the predators kind of like reuse some of the traps from the first movie right like you like you're getting to see like the tools oh, so, that so done those before. traps were ostensibly set by the dead american that they find but you're right it is still a callback oh yes to yeah. that first movie mm-hmm. when it's happening we're not sure if they're set by the by the predator but it is yeah. that dead soldier that they found. They said yeah. they say it that he clearly uh, set all these traps around him himself, and he was just, you know, uh, he was making a last stand. This is yeah, it. yeah. I thought I thought that was really cool. That was really and, cool wicked for cool. sure. Yeah, and also I appreciate the fact that they tried to uh, go back to its roots by yeah. being in a jungle. Yes, agree. Yeah, but yep. you're yep. not on Earth. You're on another planet. Yep. And there's other and shit. Like there's like there's like crashed ships and there's like other stuff around that they can interact right. with. It's not just a jungle. So, right. Yeah. Right. right. There there is that other the last creature, the only one we didn't talk about, um, is uh is affectionately it's called the the river ghost. And it's the other thing that chases them in one section, and that is what is supposedly in those empty boxes that they find earlier. And uh when they went to inspect the boxes, there were these like cockroaches kind of going in and out of the slimy crusty crap that was inside the box. And when they, after they kill the river ghost, uh, you barely see it. I mean, it's very, very quick. Uh, Apparently it was originally supposed to be in it much longer and it just got minimized and minimized, minimized until it was just barely in it. But um, it's a great design. But when you look down at it, when it's dead, um, there are those same cockroaches are crawling in and out of its body as well. And one of the characters says, this must be what was in those boxes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's the it's another alien creature from another race that they they threw down here, too. So that opens it up. What else could be on this this planet? Who knows what else? There could be xenomorphs. There could be other things. Who knows? Really fun to think about. Um, yeah. The, yeah. The, the practical effects for the last few, I think definitely AVPR and Predators. I'm not, sh- not sure if they did AVP, but uh, Greg Nicotero's company, KNBFX, uh, did them. Uh, and uh, if you if you look in the ending credits, you'll see a name, Mike Broom. And Mike Broom is, uh, is, a, is a friend of uh, our good friend, Derek Rook. They're old buddies. And I was actually talking to Mike Broom today. And tell him, telling him that we uh, we're doing this, and we're nice. going to be 
recording this episode and I just saw his, his name in the credits and I said, you know, you did an amazing job. This is, uh, I love the effects in this movie. I love how much is practical. And he said his main job was actually to design a shitload of predators and they didn't, he didn't actually know how many were going to end up being in it. He just did dozens of them. Right. But he just said give that, us a gamut. <clears throat> but two of them made it into the movie. Um, right. The, the, uh, the jawbone and the tusks. Nice. Guys were his guys. So awesome. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah, nice. Um, but anyway, the you know we're running a little late, like we do, but we're not too late. Uh, let's end this kind of quick. The sure. last one on the list is just The Predator from 2018. Uh, not a great movie. Definitely a movie that is famously, uh, you know, ha- has been outed as a movie where the studio interference is really palpable. You can really tell that this thing has been patchworked together and it really doesn't really work on any level it's not unfortunately cohesive. despite yeah. a really good cast overall and a pretty um, good first act great first act i like the first act it really falls apart after that so uh let's just leave it there the uh the yeah. outja in this movie are uh the first one you you meet i love i love this first predator a lot uh you you don't actually see him in costume for a while he starts out and he's just he's just uh like almost naked because he's been captured by like humans and stuff. And when he wakes up is like the best scene in the movie. When he wakes up, it's just a hell of destroys a every- <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like perfect. I love it so much. I love it. And, and at that point, I mean, this is like, you know, very close to the, uh, the beginning at this point, you know, when you and I saw this in the theater, eight bit i we turned to each other and we're like what is wrong with this why are people complaining this is awesome right and then it was kind of steadily downhill from there unfortunately but so he's uh he's known as the fugitive predator and he has a very unique mask my god so unique in the world of predators it's black it's got gold trim it's very different looking not my favorite but i do really like it and i do really like him a lot um and then there is uh, there is another giant, bigger, badder, super predator. It's called the Upgrade Predator. And it, it literally, one of the things I can't stand about this movie is they're like, oh, yeah, you know, it'd be cool if uh, the Predators had a, a second type of Predator that's even bigger and hunted the normal Predators. And they're like, yeah, we just did that in Predators. It was the previous movie. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, well, we'll we're going to do it again. You know what else again. would be cool? If they had dogs. If the predators had dogs, wouldn't that be cool if the predators had dogs? And they're like, yeah, yeah. No, we did that too uh, in the previous movie. It's called Predators. You should really watch that movie. And, and the guy's like, no, no, no. I, we're going to do it again for the first time. <laughs> we're going like, to have a, yeah, all right. we're gonna have a feels... giant. <laughs> this this is like... not like cohesive. If you guys paid attention to the last movie and tried to do what they did in reference, it'd be one thing. But it's it'd like you just thing. did the same things, but you did them differently. So it just yeah. feels like the head not talking to the feet, and you're like, right. "What the fuck, though?" Like, right? And, and the, the predator dog in this one is goofy and silly and too cute and played for laughs and and like you know the. It should have just been the hound design from the from the last one. There's no reason for it not to have been. I mean, it would have been amazing. Yeah. I mean, in the book of Boba Fett, they made that um, the the sand people have those dog things. Yep. They are scary and ugly, and they made it lovable and adorable. Yeah. Just by mannerisms. Yeah. They didn't actually make a cute version of it. It was still ugly and hideous and awful. But it acted like a it good boy. Cute. Right. It's a good boy. <laughs> yeah. He's a very good doggo. And like, that's all they needed to do. They could have done that with the hounds. I mean, I, 
I think I wouldn't have done it myself, but you know, to make him that silly, but you know, it should have been the same design if nothing else. And then, you know, the extra bummer is that the, the super big giant freaking upgrade predator, which by the way, is so big now that a human is about the size of its leg. I mean, it is so humongous. Jeez. It's oh just stupid. And it looks very lanky and weird and it doesn't have armor. It's just, it's just almost naked the whole time. Um, and Naked. it's all CG. It's just yeah. all CG. Oh, like yeah, now, now the fugitive it. predator, the fugitive predator looks great, but the upgrade predator is is CG. Sometimes right. he looks pretty good. There are certain shots where the the CG is like pretty good. Other shots where it looks terrible. And honestly, none of the action that the upgrade predator does is really interesting. It just kind of roars and stomps and punches. And it's just really just nothing cool part. They've, they've stripped away all the gadgets, which is like the whole, like so and, much and the of technique. What it's cool. just, it's just like, yeah. Oh, it's just this massive unstoppable smashing right. thing. Right. So like, okay. anyway, this, this yeah. movie is, uh, is not great. Uh, anybody have anything to say to this? Uh, about I, this, I, this one? I, I, it sounds like, uh, I have, I haven't seen it. So I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> so. it's the only one you have to actually rent right now all the rest of them are uh, free on hulu but okay. yeah but the predator is still only available to rent it's also like you know how avp seemed like a little bit more kid friendly yeah yeah this seems most kid friendly i would say oh dear lord okay <laughs> but the first half was really good the, the, the first yeah yeah, there's this very specific moment where the fugitive predator is really awesome. We love the fugitive predator. Every bit of screen time that he has is great. Not just good, but great. Whenever yeah. the fugitive predator is on the screen, he's fantastic. The movie is good. And then they kill him off to show how badass the upgrade predator is. And you're just and you're like, like, I, don't want I immediately don't care at all anymore. All right, I don't want this at all. You have replaced it with something that sucks and I hate, and it feels like a second movie. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, yeah. there's no reason to have killed that guy off. And that is yet another thing that the previous movie did. The crucified or classic predator played by Derek Mears, who is an awesome, very nice guy and very awesome suit actor. And he was Swamp Thing in the, the recent Swamp Thing show on the DC network that became HBO max mm -hmm. um and he's been in tons of stuff he's been like jason and michael myers i think and i, I don't know if he's no i don't think he was michael myers he was definitely jason, was jason. In some of them. Mm -hmm. but like he's huge and awesome so he played the classic predator and uh and like he he gets killed like in this a similar fashion but way better like way better and it sort of is like okay in that movie and like i think the the narrative it sort of fits better but with this one it's just like what mm -hmm. why did you do that it's, yeah right i'm not sad i'm pissed like right the movie is gonna suffer now and it does it sucks anyway so all right guys that is uh that is the full list of predator movies took us uh way longer than i wanted to like always but hey i think we went pretty quick it's okay yeah all we, we do what we could uh so second half will be the, shorter yeah for sure because the the video games uh, a lot of them we we didn't even play too much but i do want to just go through them uh we do have yeah. some fun octoponder this answers from our retroid so i'm excited to get to those so here is the question We've all seen Alien versus Predator, so what's next? What movie monster would you like to see the Predator fight? Why don't you think about that, and we will go on a short break and come back with our answers in a little bit. Hello, and welcome to the Dorkening Podcast Network. 
press pound to hear the available shows. That Strange Show, Throwdown Thursday, Loose Cannon with Jar Jar Jeremy, Three Guys That Horror, the new and improved Super Retro Throwback reviews the audio files 2.0. This is probably one of Dwayne's worst films. Yeah, he's allowed to have a tooth fairy every now and then, sure. Yeah, this is a tooth fairy and then some because it does not show the monsters tearing up buildings until the f last 20 minutes of the movie. That That's what right. the game is. It's fucking monsters tearing up a, fuck a fucking city. Secret Underground Hideout. Cinema with Harrison Smith, Dorks the Podcast, The Dorkening, Black and White Fright, The Wicked Horror Show. Subscribe to all these awesome shows anywhere podcasts can be found. For more information, check out thedorkening.com. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Patsy, the angry nerd, lover of science and sharks. And I'm Ashes Von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania and mistress of Merlot. And, and we're, we're the hosts, hosts of the Throwdown Thursday, Thursday podcast. podcast, part of the Somebodies and Grand Guignol Networks. Join us each and every Thursday as we break down all the characters you love and love to hate. That's right. We cover characters from movies, television, books, video games, and even real historical figures. Plus, we discuss science. And wine. Like, so much wine. Like, all the wine. We also pit random characters against each other in free-for-all contests voted on by you, the listener, and reveal the results the following week. Did I mention the wine? Like, there's a lot of wine. So join us on our journey through pop culture on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we, and we will, will see you next Thursday. Attention, this is the lost skeleton of Cadavra. And you are listening to Rancho Notorious. No, wait. No, that's Retro Redoptopus. Hey, are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. All right, welcome back aboard, everyone. Before we take a break, we asked you this week's octo-ponder this question, which is... Uh, sure, the Predators have fought the aliens plenty of times, so what other movie monster would you like to see them fight? So I am going to start this off with Mr. Ape at Alchemy. Ooh. What, what, what you got, my friend? I want to see the Predator fight uh, the, the creature that is sometimes known as the Scorpio Demon, a.k.a. the monster from Rudger Hauer's Split Second. Oh my goodness. Oh, random. That is a deep cut, my friend. I love it. Yeah. That. Yes. Because way too easy to just say Godzilla. Um, no, I mean, Split Second was a really cool movie with yep. a very creepy and cool monster that didn't get enough exposition and just sort of in ways gives me vibes like the predator. And I'm like, I could, I could see this actually being a kind of good matchup. You know, we don't, we don't know a ton about uh the the killer or the scorpio demon from from split second but i, I you know, never knew that that's what it was called i've seen i've seen it mentioned but it might not even be official it might just be hmm. a fan name 
Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll cool. keep it simple. If you haven't seen Split Second, check it out. If you have, you know what I'm talking about. Nice. Uh, very cool. Excellent choice. Very, very interesting. Uh, Nintendo? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to go with Candyman. Oh, only, okay. only because I, I just want to see the Predator look into a mirror and say <laughs> Candyman three times in a, in a recorded voice. I just oh, wanna, yeah. I just want to see what happens. Nice. Dude, that is an amazing answer, too. I love both of those so much. Those are, those are fantastic answers. That's w- <laughs> so <laughs> funny. That's so funny. Uh, I, I love that. Candyman. <laughs> or you know even better if it was like a little kid's voice he's like Candyman. oh yeah <laughs> in the second genesis voice side note i really liked that new Candyman movie I really me too honestly that was a cool movie i have not seen any of them but i know what it's about yeah 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 I, I really I really dug it. It was produced by uh, Jordan Peele. He didn't direct it, but I I, I really really liked it. Um, so anyway, my answer is like seventeen fold because I just can't I can't. So these are these are all things uh, that nobody else mentioned. Um, so um, yeah, I'll just rattle them down. I want to see the Predator fight the Rancor from Star Wars. Mm. Amazing. Okay. Okay. Uh, also, Pumpkinhead from the movie Pumpkinhead. Oh, nice! Be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Um, there's a there's a very very like obscure sort of monster. It's called the Cathoga, and it's from this movie called The Relic. And Stan Winston oh, also did yes. the design. Yeah, it's oh, a it's whoa. so it's good. a quadruped. But I would love to see. I would almost say that that is the the of all the ones I picked is probably the one I want to see the most because not because I love it the most, but because it's like it's a beast. It's a four legged, very hard to kill beast, and I think it would be amazing to see the predator try, have to figure out how to take it down. And yeah, so if you haven't seen the the relic, it's actually a pretty damn good movie, and the monster it in is. it is surprisingly pretty freaking awesome. Uh, all practical, I think. I don't think there's if there is CG. I know they did a lot of practical stuff too. Um, really, really cool stuff in that. Uh, so that's the relic. I also would love to see him fight the Super Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I was hoping someone would say. I mean, Shredder at least. I want to see Super Shredder. I want to see specifically Super Shredder. I mean. Let's face it, Super Shredder isn't going to necessarily have a dock to knock over on every foe he's going to come up against. Right. So, like, you know, he's going to probably have to do something else. But, I mean, he does a lot more in the games. So, I'm, you know, I would love to see the Super Shredder fight the Predator. That'd be amazing. Uh, and, and finally, uh, I'll just go with, um, you know, one of, the, one of the greatest movie monsters of all time. Certainly one of the greatest literary monsters of all time. And that is a Balrog from Middle Earth. Oh my God, like Doran's Bane, as we saw in the movies. Like, oh man, I love the Balrog. And uh, I, I got to say, I don't think the Predator is winning against the Balrog. I don't think there's any chance. I think he takes Super Shredder. <laughs> yeah. I think he yeah. takes Super Shredder. I think he takes Cathoga. Uh, I think that he probably takes Pumpkinhead. The Rancor, yeah, I guess, because if, if freaking, you know, We've seen people kill the, the Rancor, but it's like it's always with like really ex- ex- 
extenuating circumstances. Like there's always some other weird thing that you wouldn't be able to replicate. Like Luke, you know, turns the door, you know, closes the door on it and it crushes. It's like, there's so, what if, what if they were just out in their natural environment? I feel like it's very going to be very hard to kill a rancor, but I don't know. I, I probably take the predator on all of those, but a Balrog, no way is it killing a Balrog. So, Right. Anyway, that, those are my uh, those are my way too many picks. I, I just want to add add one more. Sure, please do. I mean, it's not a monster, but no, that's, okay. I I I, I want to see him fight Ric Flair. Okay, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Woo! That's fair. Woo! All right, so here's our list of retro answers. Justin Cooper says Predator versus Kaiju Godzilla, uh, which is funny. You just you just said Tim Godzilla's too obvious. A couple of people mm-hmm. chose chose Godzilla. Uh, Phil Conti says, I'd like to see two things that may be better in theory than in reality. Uh, Godzilla is his first choice. Uh, he says, though he reckons, though he thinks that uh, he would need probably 50 predators to do the job to actually take down Godzilla, which I think is, is probably accurate. Probably true. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah Godzilla is a, a little guy. too big. He's a big um, guy. His uh, Phil's top choice though is the X Men. He he didn't he didn't pick a monster, but he he just wants him to fight the X Men. So that, fair enough, Phil. Thank you for that. Uh, Derek Lostrom says the Cenobites from Hellraiser. Very, very interesting choice. Probably can't beat them. Uh, yeah, because they're like magic and shit. I mean, like, yeah, you know, they're, know. they're pretty powerful. Yeah, it's different. You know, they don't seem to have to play by the rules of the right. Physical they just world, make up rules. So. Um, uh, new Retroid, uh, actually, Xavier Christensen says predator versus the thing it'll be a deep dive into the yaucha culture and physiology with zero dialogue and a shit ton of action and gore damn pretty fucking cool nice where did the thing come from we could see the predators on the thing's world i mean i i just love that i that's a great idea. yeah uh scott god's word uh, uh responded because i tagged him and no other reason he does not listen to the show uh but he's he's a good guy and an author friend thanks and a, hey, scott hey anyway scott he says martha stewart i guess it technically counts i mean i've heard uh, she's kind of a monster i mean she committed tax evasion okay i mean it's like it's definitely like not above the board i, th- but... I mean I, she's supposed to be kind of a kind of a difficult person oh really so it's, okay no. maybe monsters a little long she hangs okay. out with with i mean she gets Snoop high Dogg. with snoop Dogg. she, she can't be that bad there's no way she's a tie with Snoop Dogg, okay? I don't know. I know they're, I know they're supposedly friends. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Cornelius Burroughs, a.k.a. Evil, Evil Corny. Corny. <laughs> he says, the Fraggles. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's going to yep. be a... That's gonna be an open and shut. I mean, case I think right they're there. technically monsters. He says, uh, he says, Predators colon down in Fraggle Rock would be the title. So, <clears throat> Yeah. Nice. So, uh, Jason Gervais said the Yaucha. So I guess he just wants the Predators to fight themselves. I, I mean, I, I, I have to assume that's right. what it means. PvP I mean, is what I mean, unless, unless he was just correcting me because I didn't use the term Yaucha in my post and he thought that I didn't know that. I mean, I mean, certainly that could be, but that would be silly, I think. So I that's, think he just wants them to fight themselves. That's just plain poppycock. I mean, poppycock. Adam Letourneau <laughs> says Predator versus Freddy. Would be interesting to see what a predator dreams about and how Freddy could screw with that. But it needs to be Robert England's Freddy. No Freddy I have ever known ever got thrown out at home trying to score on 
an in-the-park home run for the Bad News Bears. That is verbatim what he said. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> Kurt Gable says, I want to see a Predator taking on classic monsters from the Universal Monsterverse. Just lasering and destroying vampires, werewolves, mummies, Frankenstein monster, etc. Or Predator is the protagonist trying to escape a seriously deadly version of Hotel Transylvania. Oh, wow. Way to go, Kurt Gable. And uh, I would have, I actually took Dracula out of my list because Kurt said that. I honestly think a straight up truly amazing fight would be Dracula versus the Predator. And I gotta say, I don't know who would win because Dracula can turn into mist. He can transform into different stuff. I don't know. He's going to be a difficult one to kill because the predators really try to figure out their prey. Now you could say it's easy because he's just going to, you know, get staked in the daytime, which, you know, or blown up, which is probably what is going to happen. But if we take that out of it and we say, no, it's, it's just a meeting of these two forces. And it's at nighttime when Dracula is at full strength and what happens it's not about you know he's gonna escape and then the predator goes after him later and figures it out you know i think it's a it could be a really interesting fight personally but yeah very very cool answer uh george brennan says predators versus the ninja turtles and splinter set in the new york city sewers love that one um i mean they're not really monsters but i mean they're they're half animal guys yeah whatever yep uh, Dustin Braga says Shrek. He knows the swamps, but in a more serious answer, <laughs> though they're not quite a movie monster either. Either Mr. X or the Nemesis from Resident Evil, of course. Those would be nice. amazing. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I mean, I'd love to. Cool. Uh, I'd love to see Shrek get his you know ears ripped off and head you know kicked a mile away. But I mean, hey, Mr. X or Nemesis? Hell yeah! yeah. What yeah. a fight that would be. Yeah, amazing. Um, I love I love Josh Nealis's answer. He says <laughs> those dumbass Avatar aliens, which is such a good choice because then we we could also see the them. Pandorans. Yes, the Pandorans. They would they would they would definitely uh, get their asses kicked and ripped yeah, apart and lasered yep. and yep. trophied. They would be very very tall trophies. Um, great answer. Russ Lyman, or uh, aka Wrestling Man, says. I want to see the Predators take on some horror icons like Freddy, Jason, and Michael Myers. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Our final answer is from my buddy Scott Clevenger. He says, let's even the odds for once. I'd like to see the Predator hunt down General Zaroff, the kill-crazy Caribbean Cossack from the most dangerous game, the nice. 1932 version, naturally, and be hunted in return. The Predator has stealth and a technological advantage, while Zaroff has been hunting hapless shipwreck victims for years and knows the island like the back of his hand. Failing that, my second choice would be for the Predator to hunt down, no, to hunt through the aisles of Walgreens for some Rogaine to fight male pattern baldness. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Russ. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, everybody who left those amazing answers. Uh, there, Very there, fun. There, there is one more. I don't know if you read uh, Luke, Luke Ryan's comment. Oh, go ahead. I must okay, sorry. So I'll read because he, he just added like, like an hour ago. So I was okay, like yeah. after we started. Go for it. Go for so it. So he goes, Luke Ryan says, my son is super into Attack on Titan. I think an armored an armored titan would be pretty competitive fight for the predator. Oh, which, great! Which I would agree. I yeah. think, yeah. That'd be awesome. yeah. 
That's a great one. Oh, thanks for thanks for getting that, Joe. And That's actually, awesome. uh, looking again, I see uh, also Steve Setti. I missed. He says Congress. Yeah. <laughs> I Fuck yeah. Yeah. I yes. Let him loose. Yeah. No fighting you. No fighting you on the monster thing. But I told him it was too dark and too real. So he says, okay, okay, okay. He says uh, he'd be he'd be curious to see a predator fight. Uh, top-notch Sith or Jedi. So those are all great answers. So thank you, everybody, to participated. And now let's dive into Act 2, which is, of course, the video games. So <clears throat> let's start at the beginning. We have Predator for the Nintendo Entertainment System that came out in 1987, oh, yes. developed by Pac-In Video and published by <laughs> Activision. Uh, the gameplay is a side-scrolling action game. Do you guys uh, remember playing this piece of shit? Yes. This is the yes. only one yep. I've played. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. I remember putting, booting it up and going, what the fuck? You play as the guy? I was pissed. <laughs> I'm like, why can't I be the fucking predator? It's also hilarious because your character, who is, you know, ostensibly Arnold Schwarzenegger, right. is dressed in solid pink. He's like, he's like <laughs> yeah. wearing... He's like wearing a pink shirt and pink shorts. And I guess he's supposed to be wearing boots, but they are skin color. So it really just looks like he has no shoes on. It looks terrible. <laughs> he looks absolutely terrible. And more frustrating than that is that there are enemies that are like army guy enemies that are dressed in green fatigues and they look a million times better than Arnold. Why didn't so, you just why'd make, you make that me this the main weird character? Fucking, you know, sockless no, wonder. With, with wearing solid pink. I mean, it literally right. makes no sense. He couldn't be less like Arnold. It's right. so weird. Right. What a terrible game. Completely. Yeah, terrible. It is terrible. Although I do I do like the fact that sometimes it, it changes like it's a big mode. It's a big mode, which I always thought was kind of neat, but again, not all I don't all think that I've good. ever even gotten to big uh, mode. I didn't know that existed, Joe, until today. I watched a long play of it. I never got to big mode. Yeah. The what graphics become way bigger. The sprites are huge, and it's it doesn't actually look that good. It looks like the they were stretching the uh, the technology a little too thin, um, yeah. or maybe they just didn't spend enough time on it. But the, the Predator sprite in that mode is actually pretty great. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. Um, the yeah. final boss of the game is just a floating predator head, though, which is stupid. It makes no sense. Dumb. Yeah. That's there smart. are some. If I'm going to give that game anything, I will give it that it has pretty decent, like, um, story graphics, like as it's telling oh, the story, yeah. cutscene yeah. levels, like cutscene cut yeah. graphics, and uh, and there there is a really good Arnold and a really good Predator graphic yes. that's large that are part okay. of those and uh yeah um i will give it that i uh, i remember as a kid i thought those were really impressive yeah um <clears throat> okay so overall next not a good game oh boy not a good game um <laughs> no. up next we have alien versus predator for the super nintendo this game came out in 1993 developed by a company i've never heard of called jorudin and it was published by activision it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up. You only get to choose one character. It's not two players. That would have made this game infinitely better, honestly. Yes. It is a good game. I used to yeah. own this. Might still have it. I'm not even sure if we, we got rid of this or not. I don't know. Um, but it was it was a pretty fun game. I liked it. it it's yeah. not great, but the, the sprites are good. The gameplay yes. is okay. The uh, animation's not great, but the sprites are are really good. Like the the predator looks good and the alien enemies look good. The bosses are cool. Um, it's really like not, it's not a bad game. It's a right. fun random, especially if you're a fan of the franchise, I would, I would check it out. 
Um, it's it's just clunky. That's all. It's clunky and slow. But like mm-hmm. uh, like eight bit you alluded to earlier, the super move, which you you can I think charge up. I think it's a time thing or something. <clears throat> like lightning rains down from the sky, and he does this sound clip that's, that's from Predator Two, and that's really fun. Yeah, I remember yep. the first time I had seen Predator Two since playing the game a bunch of times, and I heard that I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I it's was like, pretty oh neat. my god, it's that sound. Yep, <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, uh, one uh, one year later, nineteen ninety four, Alien versus Predator also came out on the arcade, and this is easily one of my favorites probably my top favorite it's really it's my absolute favorite predator type movie for sure yeah game yeah i mean it's it's also like one of the best beat-em-ups i think ever honestly i've always felt that that was only for the arcade it was developed and published by capcom of course capcom back in the day was just absolutely infallible i mean they everything they touched was amazing at least in my kid brain anyway uh the gameplay is a side-scrolling beat-em-up but it is four players at once and you get to choose from four playable characters there are two predators and two humans the predators are just called the predator hunter and predator warrior yeah and the humans the first one is supposed to be arnold schwarzenegger's character from the original predator he's called major dutch schaefer and he is missing an arm and has a giant robot arm but other than that he is a very cartoony version of arnold schwarzenegger i mean there's no yeah. bones about it yep um not does close not enough have pink pants he does not have pink anything <laughs> he's dressed in green Thankfully. Uh, i do think that they probably made his face different enough that they um <clears throat> probably didn't have to pay him likeness rights because it's, right. yeah. it doesn't really look like it doesn't look like him facially it, it's, yeah. it's very uh very much a you know a caricature of like an arnold schwarzenegger type person but it is his character's name major dutch schaefer so pretty cool the fourth character is made up character for the game it's a a japanese woman cop and her name is lieutenant lynn kurosawa and she's very cool she's uh, dressed in orange fatigue yeah she's she's really cool and uh i mean neca put out figures uh from the arcade about three years ago and they started with the uh, predators and the aliens and then eventually they did put out the two human characters i don't own any of them but man they are so cool and i love seeing them in stores they they did uh some of the enemies and they did some of the bosses as well and they're just so neat yeah i love them so alien versus predator awesome do you guys want to talk a little bit more on this one because i know we all love this one um uh, yeah go for yeah. It, Joe. yeah i mean i i personally loved playing as the predator warrior uh, I just thought he looked the coolest. One was brown, uh, uh, one was gray. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember. yeah. The, the the hunter is brown, okay. and the warrior is gray. Okay, um, I just like the warrior a lot. I like, I love the 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 move sets. I I love the different weapons mm-hmm. that they can pick up. You know, they they have the the disc, they have the mm-hmm. the, the spear. Yep. Uh, they have like you know, there's their own their own special moves, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. That's unique to them um yeah it's the graphics animation cutscenes, music it's a it's a 10 out of 10 it's so goddamn good and i i wish i just wish that was out on home console unless it is i just i just don't know it was released there, but... as part of some collections like i think at this point 
um but yeah at the in the 90s no yeah oh yeah in the no 90s way, no it was just that. simply you had to find that an arcade and i do remember that we we did have an arcade at a local mall that had this and this is one of the go-to games i would always want to play with yeah yeah yep. yeah it was yeah. so good yeah i mean i can't say anything else you know it's it's phenomenal one of the best beat-em-ups of all time great character design uh you know really pretty pretty memorable music actually especially the uh the intro song is is one that i've always just kind of remembered uh yeah it's like the the text scroll bam 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 oh that's the super nintendo oh is that that's not the arcade one nope that that's song that song is yeah so that song has never brain. left yeah. me for some reason yeah so that weird. super nintendo song is very very memorable <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i mean the you know the the arcade beat em up is really damn good the super nintendo mm-hmm. one's great mm-hmm. um and you know you finally get to play as uh you know predator which is yeah, like right who the fuck doesn't want to do that so it's all yeah. i've wanted to do yeah I, right. I didn't want to i didn't you know arnie's awesome in the movie i don't want to play as him no you want you're, to gonna, you're gonna make right. a video right. game called you want to play a play as a predator right right <laughs> alien versus else. predator and you get to play as the random human it's like right. no oh. <laughs> no no bro i'm good <laughs> not bro <laughs> yeah i think this game is uh is up there and like it's it's always been in my top five uh greatest arcade beat-em-ups of the 90s like you know i yeah. think uh golden axe tower of doom uh no golden oh, axe yeah. the with death adder's revenge yes yeah then dungeons and dragons tower of doom, tower of doom. sequel yeah, shadow yeah. of mistara oh and God, this yeah. one and uh the ninja turtle games like all is like a, i guess it might be 10 it's like they're all just my favorite they're all so good there's yeah you know the simpsons is great and uh spider-man from sega is really great and it's like yeah. there's a, a good amount of like these are the classic best ever beat em ups and they're all from the 90s they're all from that like same era oh the x-men arcade from konami of course um, yeah but anyway good good stuff really really great game uh so speaking of like you know well okay it's alien versus predators like why would i want to be the humans well in the next game you get to really choose so the next one came out the same year alien versus predator <laughs> really it was very popular at this point so yes. like you know predator 2 kicked it off and like nobody could get it out of their heads. The comics came out and then the video game started to come out. And then it still took until 2004, 10 years after these games were coming out before we got a movie. So it's like crazy that they didn't put one into production right then. They should have. That would probably would have been better. But anyway, Alien vs. Predator also came out for the Atari Jaguar. Yes. And it is uh, regarded by many as the best game on the system, and in my opinion, the only good game on the system. So <laughs> oh. the ones I, I mean, uh, Tempest yeah. 2000 was good. It was good, but, yeah. Uh, the uh, Alien vs. Predator game was great. It was a first-person shooter. It was also, I believe, the, the first first-person shooter, uh, like, AVP-type game of either franchise. Because obviously there's so many since. And I didn't, I'm, I, did, hmm. I didn't list every single one ever, but um, but Alien vs Predator for the Jaguar was really a fun game, and you got to choose whether you wanted to play as the humans, or the, it was a Colonel Marine, basically the Marines from Aliens, or you could be a Predator, or you could be an alien. And that is, I think, the only one that I know of where you can be an alien. Maybe there are some that came out for PC where you could do that. But um, yeah, you could choose. And the game play was 100% different, depending on which race you were. A completely different game, completely different 
<clears throat> attacks, but also like the goals were totally different. Lots of stuff. Um, and it was like, it, it's kind of like Doom, right? It was first person. Yeah, it was yes, first per- yeah. yeah, it was first yeah. person shooter. Okay. Totally neat. So, and, and this game actually dealt with what I was saying, where there's sort of this inconsistency where it's hard to sort of say, well, they're uh, all about honor, but they kill people while they're invisible. So in this game, yeah. you could become invisible, but if but the predator had honor points. No other race had the honor points. And um, new weapons would get unlocked at specific point value levels. So okay. you had to like, you know, keep killing and killing and killing. But when you killed while invisible, you could do it, but your honor points would go down. And the thing was, if you like, let's say you had to cross 200,000 to get the, the next weapon. If you dipped below 200,000, you would lose the weapon. Oh, so wow. You did mm-hmm. have to really pay attention and not just spam killing everything while invisible. Um, right. Although the uh, the aliens who are blind uh, and they see by pheromone trails, uh, they were not fooled. The humans were fooled by the by the invisibility, but the aliens were not. Neat. Neat, super fun game. I loved it so much. I could beat it as the human and... No, no. I could beat it as the alien and as the predator, but I could never do it as the human. Um, or maybe I did it as the human, but not the alien. There was, there was one I just, for the life of me, I could not do. The aliens were really weak. I think that was the one I never did. It was really hard. It was harder as the aliens, but uh, what a fun, what a fun game. yeah so then uh that was 94 2005 an actual predator game not an alien versus predator game we have predator concrete jungle for the ps2 and xbox developed by eurocom published by sierra entertainment it is a third person action adventure game and uh, you do get to play as the predator um He's pretty cool. I mean, I never played this game. I remember when it was coming out, I was very excited for it. And then I heard it wasn't very good. And I just never got around to trying it. I yeah. I saw some gameplay today and it looks okay. Um, I definitely would love to try it. Um, yeah. But I I never got to. Did you guys ever play this game? No. Or? Nope. Great no, game. I never ever got to play it. Uh, I remember seeing it for rent uh, a few times, but never getting around to actually renting it. And then it was one of those games that I thought, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll pick it up for cheap at EB Games or GameStop. And mm-hmm. uh, for some reason, it was a, it was one of those used games that held its value forever. So I just never bought it. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, it's always like 30 or 40 bucks even used. And I just I never ended up trying it. But uh, yeah, it's definitely one that I'd love to snag if I found it at a, uh, you know, one of the conventions we go to, you know, For just sure. checking out like For retro sure. games and whatnot. Yeah, I do have yeah. my my PlayStation <clears throat> 2 is uh, readily available and set up at, you know, I, ha- I have it all. I can set it up. So I'm like, OK, you know, I- I'd really like to try this one. I've heard heard some good things about it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, for sure. And and I mean, you know, check out check out a, a Let's Play or or long play or whatever it, i mean it it looks janky but fun i mean yeah the predator killing a shitload of humans i mean i don't know looks fun and uh the the character that they made up for this game i can't remember his name but um he does have a 
he's missing an eye and uh he just always the, the predators bleed like glow stick material mm -hmm. That's <laughs> yeah, they do. which is what right. they they did use in the in the at least in the original movie it's like literally yeah. glow stick stuff <clears throat> it's like bioluminescent and uh it, so he sort of has this like glowy splattered eye it's like does it ever dry out or always, always just splatter oh yeah. i don't know if it maybe later in the game it it does it looks different or something but it's still kind of neat i guess so and he didn't have he didn't have a mask for all i know maybe you get armor as you go and you end up being a full armored predator i mean because the cover of the game he is armored up and he does yeah. it, it's a really great cover too it's a yeah awesome awesome cover for this game i also yeah, love the is. name uh, the name concrete jungle and it's a clear reference to predator 2 they're like let's turn yep. let's make a game that's similar to predator 2 that's what it evokes like yeah. man that is so it's so a, neat it's a really different idea it's really yeah. cool instead of setting it in the jungle which would be the obvious thing but although you know i'm sure it's easier to do buildings yes oh yeah On yeah probably yeah, especially with the technology of a ps2 yeah anyway so that was 2005. Randomly, I, I learned this at the last second today. There was a phone game developed for iPhone and Android. It came out 2010, the same year as the movie Predators, and has the same name. So it's just called Predators. Um, I could not find it on the App Store anymore. I don't know if anybody else knows if it's probably been there, delisted. Yeah, but it's delisted, probably just yeah. not there anymore. Um, I found it on some websites, but I'm just leery to download it from anything like that. So I'm, just yeah, all, I'm, I'm good. But uh, damn, this game looks really good. So it was developed by a company called Angry Mob Games and published by, I think they're called Chilingo is the publisher. Uh, gameplay is very unique. It's an asymmetric top-down game like Diablo, but it's mm. a beat-em-up. So yeah, you control the you're it's supposed to be the crucified predator from predators, and you're just in you're on the reserve, but you're mainly just killing other humans. And I guess they did a patch later that brought the super predators into it. Um, which is weird that they weren't already in it. How could you not have them as bosses? I don't know. Right. Understand. Yeah. But the weird thing is not only does it look surprisingly great, like the renders of all the graphics are like very good, but it got good reviews. Like I saw sites that reviewed it and gave it like a 9.2 and like stuff. I like Pretty crazy, good. really weird. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I'll ever get to play it, but it existed at one time. Predators, it was for iPhone and Android. Kind of weird, right? Yeah. 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 So very like, weird. I wish, I wish uh, that would be. I know. Do phone game games, like man. Those are just like, just lost to the ether. And frankly, gone, most of them gone. probably get ignored because most of them aren't really worth playing. Yeah. Right. right. Well, we only have one left, uh, and it is. Predator Hunting Grounds came out in 2020. I think a lot of people will know this game. Uh, it came out for the PlayStation 4 and Microsoft Windows. Developed by a company, again, I'm not quite sure how to say it. It looks like it's Ilphonic, um, okay. but it might be 3 Oh, yeah. <laughs> it might be Roman numeral 3, Phonic. I'm not quite sure how yeah. to say it. I'm yeah, going to go with Ilphonic. Published yeah. by so Sony Interactive. And uh, the gameplay is it's an asymmetrical multiplayer shooter game. I like Dead by Daylight. And um, so, you, you know, you control one, one person controls the predator, the other people control um, the humans. And, you know, it's all about, you know, which side wins. 
And, uh, you know, um, like the new Evil Dead game just came out. Um, unlike Evil Dead, which has just become the darling of uh, horror video games, like by far. This, yeah, people uh, are really this, a fan of it. This was not well received at all. It's not supposed to be very good. Um, which is too bad because it really it's looked really like it had it a looks, ton of promise. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for I really, people who are fans yeah. of that genre, what could be cooler than to have one person get to be the predator and the rest of you be humans trying to, you know, fight Especially it? Especially because, holy crap, it's finally the predator game that I would want in the sense of you can upgrade your costume. You can really mm, like yeah. visually upgrade the looks of your predator. The mask, you can get different masks, you can get different weapons, you can get different spikes and different claws and different shit. Like awesome. I want all that. I want a video I want a video game, a predator video game that does that. I would prefer a first person campaign type video game, not an asymmetrical game, but um I think that that is uh is a great start. I think it's a great idea. It's definitely what I've always wanted. Um and uh, it's, it's interesting. So this might be a good place to end it. So I was actually looking, when I was looking up all the names of what the official names of the Predators were in the, the movies, uh, the one I didn't mention is the, uh, the new one, Prey. Um, so the Yautja in that is officially the feral Predator in the new one. And okay. in the trailer, they really don't show you the character very much. It's very brief. Um, but the the mask is extremely weird looking it doesn't look like any other predator mask it looks like what it's doing is it looks like it's wearing the skull of something else not that it's wearing a a bio mask like we know them um and it doesn't have seemingly doesn't have eye holes it's weird it's very strange looking but Hmm. other than that it's full predator it's got the dreadlocks it's it's like you know that's a predator but the face is like really weird so I was looking up Feral Predator and seeing, you know, there are, you know, some better shots of it. And there are, you know, people have cleaned it up and there's like, a, you know, a concept art that I found and uh, you can see it. And, and it's like, OK, I, I can at least look at what's there because it's so brief in the trailer. But uh, there was there was somebody had a video uh, from from this game. From Hunting Grounds, and they had uh, recreated the Feral um, Predator in that game. And uh, the mask was exactly the same as all the pictures I saw, except for one difference, which it, it had it had big eyes. It had big, like oblong, bug-like eyes. And seeing it with the eyes, I'm like, oh, clearly this is also referencing the original Predator design. This is just like the River Ghost. So I don't know if this is supposed to be a river ghost or if it's not even worried about predators and it's just looking back to that original costume that Jean-Claude Van Damme pieced out of. But it's 100% (laughs) that. So now I'm wondering if the show is also trying to reference that, but they just didn't do the big eyes or something. Um, Mm. I'm not sure. I just, just a little observation. Kind of fun. Uh, Definitely. uh, Definitely, at the end of all this, I'm looking forward to Prey. There's lots of Me fun too. movies, lots of fun video games. I hope this uh, this next movie, show, miniseries, whatever the hell it is, I hope it's memorable. I hope it lives up to the name. And yeah. uh, I did see somebody say um, on on Facebook uh, somewhere on some post, they're like, you know, the post was, you know, 
happy about prey and excited for it and saying like oh you know this classic franchise is getting a great new entry and whatever and and he's like, oh, what's classic about this franchise? The Predator movies all suck except for the first one. Like, this isn't a classic nothing. There's nothing classic about this. It's just a random monster that was in one cool movie. And I just couldn't disagree more. I just couldn't oh, yeah, not disagree at all. more. I think in the world of monsters uh, in movies and sci-fi and horror and all that stuff, I think there are very few characters that are as in- endearing and enduring um as as the predator or the alien or you know there there's there's other ones but it's high on the list for me especially for me i love this character so anyway we talked a lot i've lost my voice um but (laughs) there you go all the movies most of the games um hopefully you had fun listening and uh going down memory lane and i'm sure you remember most of those some of those uh, if you haven't checked out some of the games, maybe you'll maybe you'll want to. I would love if somebody knows where to where to safely download that iPhone game. I would love to try it. Um, I, I just don't know of any like reputable sites that it's a good idea to download something right. like that yeah, to my phone yeah, or something. Yeah. I'm just not really. I don't feel really really comfortable about that. So, um, but heck yeah, um, guys. Before we uh, go on to our B segment. Do you guys uh, ha- happen to have a favorite predator? I mentioned that the the elder predator from AVP was my number one. Do you guys happen to have a favorite design that was like kind of stuck out stuck out a little bit for you guys? Uh, oh, per, uh, for, for me, I would just say the the original because I mean it was the first and that had yeah. like the most impact for sure. Um, I I, I feel like it, you know I, I mean having just watched it, but it might actually be the one from Predator Two just because. He looks really great. Um, you don't get to see him all that much, but all the different weaponry and gadgetry that you get to see him use that first time, like he really felt like an extra, you know, serious threat. And mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, I think I think he looks great, uh, and and is is a huge part of what makes that movie so cool is finally getting to see him and see his face and stuff. So yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll go with him. Nice original. The, the, there's a two Stan Winston designs. You cannot go wrong with those. Absolutely great. Love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, guys, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's almost time. It's almost time to catch the horizon. We're almost there. Um, so, you know, I hope you guys uh, out in listening land have enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Just in case you didn't know, you can always reach us in our incredible Facebook group on Twitter at, at Redoctopus or email us at Redoctopus at gmail.com. And if you like what, like what we're doing, please do leave us a review or a rating on our host site. Uh, you just have to search Pinecast Retro Redoctopus and you will find us. So thanks once again for all those awesome ponderings earlier and for sticking with us up to this point. But before we say goodbye, let's go to this. Hey, you like old games? Yeah, yeah, so do we. But the thing is, there are new games that actually play like they're old games, but they're new. Anyway, it's time to check one of those out. This is Retro Nouveau. What's up, everyone? This is Nintendo, and I am here with a Retro Nouveau. Gasp. Gasp, right? What? Me? Of all people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so nice. I, I, of course you know i i i have to 
talk about the most recent uh, game from a beloved franchise that's been around since our since our childhood, and that and that is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. And <laughs> yes. I cannot say enough good things about this game. Like they did an excellent job of capturing uh, the nostalgia, the uh, the the the, the combat, like, like everything from like the the old school arcade beat em ups that that we grew up with, they did such a good job. Um, and what's awesome, what, what makes the game like even more awesome is that you know you get to play as April and Master yep. Splinter. Oh yeah! Finally, you get to play as Master Splinter in a beat em up. Yeah, yep. that's that's not a, a homebrew game. Um. And, and when you beat the game, you play as Casey Jones. Again, another character, finally, you get to play as. I know. The, um, him and April were in the, the, the Sega Genesis f- tournament. Fighter. fighters, and that's Fighters. It. Yeah. And yeah, that, that was it. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah it, it, it? Casey Jones was also in uh, the, the NES tournament fighters as well. Okay. But, but as far as like beat em ups go, yeah. it's like finally. You get new characters to yep. play, as, not just as the four turtles. Mm-hmm. And there's no word on on a DLC, but I hope they do, and I hope they uh, bring in Usagi Ojimbo. Hint, hint. I great. think I think yeah. that would be so awesome. Yep. Um, and slash and, and slash. Yeah, and make, play play as like some of the the villains too. I think that that would be fun uh, as well. That's, that's actually what I more want. I mean, Usagi would be great. I'd be happy with Usagi, but I would, I would really love it if they did, um, if they did some bosses or yeah, if they didn't do bosses, then fine villains that, that aren't, aren't bosses. I don't even have any off the top of my head, but I would love to be bad guys. I mean, for sure. Yeah, right. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything about this game is so good, especially the music. It's mm-hmm. it's very spot on. You have uh, the music that was composed by T. Lopes, uh, and uh, uh, a guitarist called Johnny Atma, uh, rapper Mega Ran, singer Mike Patton, who sang the theme song, yep. which yep. was totally fucking random from Mister Bungle and Faith No More. And Faith it's no like, more. Like, totally so cool. random, so crazy, so, so crazy, cool. but so good. It is I so love awesome. All. Of the songs in this, I love the rap. Love I it. love the I love the butt rock. I love the theme song with Mike Patton. I love I all love of that. all of it. All, all of it. it. All of it is so good. I think my boss my... music with uh, what isn't Ghostface in? Uh, doesn't he rap on that? Like oh, go, 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 Ghostface Killer. Ghostface. Yeah, killer. that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's so funny. I forgot. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. It's like the like, last so boss fight. <laughs> Yeah, so so, so, crazy. so good. Santino so good. I, was pumped about that. My, he was posting about it. My favorite song. I don't know the name the name of it, but it's from the level where they're they're uh, uh, they're flying. They're, yeah. they're the the sky level, and yes. I, I think that whole level in general is just awesome. I love it, and the that music to it great. is yeah. is perfect. It's so that level good. It is so good. And so so who did that? Who did that one? Um, What's his name? Uh, so it's Johnny Atma is the yes, guitarist. Johnny Atma, yeah. And uh, and T Lopez is the composer. Uh, I actually so don't know who sings on that one. Yeah, I have no idea either. I have no idea, but they did an awesome job mm-hmm. with this game, and uh, it has such awesome replay value. You get to play, you know, story mode where you can level up your characters, or you can just play as the arcade mode where it's just like classic arcades. It's just, yep. 
no, no story. You're just playing right through the game. Yep. No, no maps or, or anything, no collectibles, just classic, classic. And I love it. The only thing I will say that, um, I'm not going to say I don't like this idea, but I kind of think it's, it's a cheap idea is the taunting because the taunting fills up your, your special bar completely yep. by, well, by, by one level. And it's so easy <clears throat> to spam that, it which kind of makes really the game, is. which kind of makes the game easy. Yeah. Pretty easy. Um, and I know a lot of people complain about that. And I, and I don't know if I didn't notice if there was like a, like an option to shut that off. Shop the taunting so you just play the game you can also just not use or ju- it or just not use it right yeah 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 i mean it's very easy to play through the game and never touch it but yeah it does make it really easy to just always have a super move at the mm-hmm. ready yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure yeah. and and the the game was developed by tribute games and published by uh dot emu if i'm, if I'm saying yeah, that correctly dot emu yeah, and uh, it came out for Windows, Linux, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on June 16th digitally. And I think just recently they finally came out physically. I believe. Yeah, yeah, limited it, run. Yeah, games, it was like I last think. week, I think. It yeah. was really recently. Yeah. One, one or two weeks ago. It was, it was pretty recent. Super recent. Yeah. 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 So awesome game. Awesome yep, game. For sure. So, so goddamn good. Very, very fun being able to play uh, co-op on a game like this online. Yeah, like it's. Oh like, yeah, it, I mean that was so much fun. It's so fun. Friendly it. co-op. Yeah. I mean, they need to be more of that. Absolutely, know? I love it. Great one. Oh, I'm glad you did that. It was a great retro nouveau, Nintendo. Why? So thank cool. you so much. So, so guys, we're at the end of the episode. We're we're just under two hours now. So you know we went over, but it's not terrible. So. We had a we had a pretty good I, th- I think it's worth mentioning we had a pretty good weekend this past weekend we got yes. to do two fun gamer things so Friday eight uh, bit and myself we went to Terrificon with the Dorkening we were there with uh, yeah we Leo did and 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 Stephen from Super Retro Throwback Reviews and Rich uh, from uh, Rich Davis pages. yeah uh, Rich Davis and uh, uh, Drew Molo from Drew, also. Yeah. Uh, splash pages i think right Right. we just met them for the first time those two guys they were great we loved them y'all were awesome super awesome guys i had a really fun time hanging out meeting some celebs talking to people telling everybody about the dorkening and uh you know lots of people were interested in coming on various shows and a lot of cool comic creators we also ran into our buddy george o'connor who uh is from he was in our episode about wrestling a few months ago a couple months ago and uh, he's yep. also, you know, as we talked about in that, that episode, he is a comic writer and publisher of his own stuff. He's got tons of stuff. It's fun seeing him there in the wild. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a really great time. And then Nintendo, you want to talk about what we did the next day? You and we, I? We did a lot of driving. We did, well, you did a lot of driving, my friend. <laughs> That's true. I did. I did like six hours of driving, but it was you so did, worth it. You did a total of like, it was more like seven total. Oh because you also got to count driving like to my house <laughs> and back too. And Jesus Christ! Yeah. It was like oh, seven hours driving. Yeah, but it was it was worth it. It was worth it. So, uh, Parasite Steve and I went to Algo too, which we had mentioned in a previous episode because we had the host of Algo Two, Aldo, on our uh, what episode was it? 
this is escaping my mind. Uh, boss. Oh, uh, Sonic. Uh, Sonic. He was, was on the Sonic episode. The Sonic episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. on the Sonic episode. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's such a nice guy. That Great album. guy. Yeah. He is so super, good. Super, he is so super, good. Super nice and everyone there was super nice. Yep. And no one tried to rip you off or anything. No, and it was it was, it, was, just, it was a very friendly, really fun atmosphere, comfortable environment. It, it was so good. And um, uh, Parasite Steve and I had our own booth as Retro Redoctopus, mm-hmm. and we sold some stuff, and that was cool. I mean, we didn't yeah. sell everything, but you know what? Whatever. Yeah, whatever. That's fun. so awesome. Yeah, we we sold some retro games and some. Uh, I had some old anime vhs that went really quick and uh, like like immediately yeah one, one guy just really yeah, one guy was like i'll take all of it yeah he took it all <laughs> and crap. uh and then a bunch of like nintendo powers i've had like nintendo powers and other video game magazines forever just uh sitting in storage and so i think it's time you know to unload them and to get them to rehome them i i certainly don't want to uh you know throw them out obviously i want to right. rehome them so this is a right. good way to do it, but you know, and, it, was, and, it was a really good time. Yeah. And I, I, honestly, like one of my, my favorite moments was that 15 year old girl who was geeking out over the, the Nintendo powers. <laughs> it's really cool. Like yeah. a 15 year old, like I would not have expected that. And she was talking about how, you know, she was uh, playing Mike Tyson's punch out. I'm like, holy shit. She's cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. She, she was, she was just a, a, a young fan of old school games and a hundred percent when she came over and was like impressed by the Nintendo powers. I'm like, do you know what this is? Yeah. She's like, she's like, of course. She's like, I've never seen one in person. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. This <laughs> like, is so that's funny. So crazy. Right. right? You know, my, really daughter's cool. third, my daughter, my daughter is 13. Dr. Matteo. She, she, she does not, she would not care about a Nintendo power. I tell you right now, but this girl was very impressed and thought it was really cool. So and, and plus, yeah, plus you, nice. you just gave her a Nintendo Wait, power for free. I, I, I just yeah. gave her because she I let her, so, I let so her nice. one. She was, what a guy. She was yeah. Yeah. yeah and she so was so happy she, about it, it too. yeah it's, it's it like made her day i'm like oh my god seriously it's it's really not a big deal yeah i know i know no it it's was it was cool, but that was yeah. that was very it meant a lot to her that's yeah, that's the lot, coolest. Yeah. yeah i thought it was really sweet it was a sweet i can't one. remember which one she picked um, oh i don't i don't you recall. had some sega visions magazines was it those always every because those every those are not easy to come by i mean i i don't i've never honestly seen them outside of your collection yeah there was one of the other dealers at the end uh he his deal is he makes uh single page he takes single pages out of video game magazines and laminates them and so he ended up taking at the end of the day he took all of my non-nintendo powers uh for a certain amount we made a deal and um he said he had a ton of nintendo powers at home but not too many other stuff so he took all the EGMs and Game Pros and um, Sega Visions that they were in that box. Was I think there was only two. In that Wicked box, cool. Yeah. yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Anyway, good time. Really good time. And so we are also uh, going to be at Retro World Expo uh, twenty August twenty seventh tw- through the twenty eighth two thousand twenty two. Um, yeah. Sadly, I have to. I have to also deliver this news. I will not be there. You guys are going to go. Um, that falls under uh, a bad weekend. Uh, we I, we are going to be in Maine. 
so i oh, okay cannot go i that's why i wasn't positive the like on friday i wasn't sure i had to check but um but nintendo and 8-bit alchemy are definitely going to retro world expo this year and i know yes. there's gonna be a lot of fun people i know aldo is uh gonna try to go i know russ lyman's gonna go and uh he always goes the, the, the dorkening <laughs> is gonna have a booth there so i think that yeah we'll probably which be hanging out with them. which frankly i think yeah i'm gonna be helping out with and yeah. you know me and joe probably both will yeah yeah why not what you gotta talk i gotta talk to leo about that so as far as i know it's just gonna be steven from uh super retro throwback reviews who's gonna be manning that table right so. because that weekend like the dorkening is doing three different cons in three different states yeah. oh my leo pond is doing one uh kevin crook is doing one and steven and from, steven's doing retro world uh, so super yeah retro throwback is is doing that one so so yeah um, hey, he probably going to be there by himself if not for us so we could definitely lend him a hand yeah, yeah definitely yeah for sure, for sure. I, I think it was a really fun experience doing uh, a con with the dorkening i've never yeah uh, none of us have ever done it with the dorkening we, we right you know i've done cons as you know with books and author stuff but this was very different and very fun and we we had some we had some good times we met some fun celebrities um uh the the interaction that surprised me was was dave foley uh, from the kids in the hall, I just uh, went up to yeah. him and I, I I wanted to tell him that the the new season was absolutely amazing and I couldn't get over how good it was and I just thanked him and he was just very very res- responsive and very friendly and very happy and then eight uh, bit who's younger I loved I loved what you said you said you're like um, well I was too young to watch the kids in the hall so right I, I said unfortunately kids in the hall was presented to me as the show that I was far <laughs> too young to watch so I didn't I didn't enjoy any of you know right. the brain candy but I yeah. I did you know always find but myself then, a huge fan then, of bugs life right but then did, well before you get to bugs life you're like oh I was too young to see it. and he's like that's okay I was too young to make it right <laughs> right I was too young to make it <laughs> like oh fuck yeah no shit and then we yeah got to talk about bugs life that was really cool also jim cummings was a pretty fun interaction he was very cool he was very cool very nice guy did a little bit of hondo from clone wars for us and just like i don't know he was just a very genuine guy you know and we caught him right before he was leaving but he 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 made time for us to chit chat so i was was very very happy about that yeah and the line the line that he said i'll just say uh, he's he uh he was doing his character yeah hondo anaka from clone wars and he was describing the season uh the episode actually of rebels uh that hondo comes into and he's um He's with Ezra Bridger and Ezra uh, is, has already been double crossed by him a few times. And so at the end, he double crosses Hondo and Hondo is just so impressed that, <laughs> that Ezra does this. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, a, he's like, all right, now give me my take. And uh, Ezra says something like, no, it's my take. And he like has him at gunpoint or whatever <laughs> and get out of here. It's all mine. And, uh, and then Jim Cummings says that is the perfect answer now give me my take kid (laughs) (laughs) 
That and Jim cool. told us that he also did a ton of ad-libbing for the role of Hondo because I mentioned that. I was like, I didn't oh, think yeah, he would be a right. character that was going to stick around for very long. You know, he seemed like a one-off right. character and that would be right. it. And Jim said that originally that was the plan, that Hondo was going to be in two episodes and that was it and, was and it. whatever. Yeah. But when Jim uh, came in to do the lines, he pretty much ad-libbed the entire thing of Hondo's, you know, mm-hmm. whole interaction in that episode and just played him how he felt he would be. And uh, the showrunners ended up live, like just loving the performance that Jim did so much that they had other actors come in to re-record their lines to play off of Jim's Hondo lines, right. and uh, and and you know inevitably just became a character that they kept going back to because they just really liked what he did with yeah, it. Yeah, became a fan favorite character. Yeah, yeah, how funny is that? They're like, no, really we'll, cool. we have to spend more money now. To have all these actors come back because their original dialogue no longer makes sense. No longer makes with sense. With what right? he says. <laughs> so we have to redo it. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, really good time. Really uh, cool. I got to meet Green Lantern, Phil Lamar. That was really fun. That was my one autograph. Yeah. Um, good times. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that was a pretty fun weekend. Just some some geeky stuff we got to do as Retro Octopus. I don't know if... Uh, if you guys enjoyed hearing about it as much as we enjoyed doing it, but it was, I, I figured, figured we'd share. I thought it'd be yeah, sharing thing to share and check out retro world expo. It is, it is on Facebook. It's, it's everywhere. You can buy tickets now, but it's August 27th through the 28th. It is in uh, Hartford, Connecticut. And uh, it should be it's, a, it's on my birthday. Come out and say happy birthday yeah, say to your own 8-Bit, 8-Bit Alchemy. Okay. To your very own 8-Bit. <laughs> to your very own. I mean, yeah. nobody else's. Just yours. <laughs> Just yours. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I think that about wraps up the episode. So if you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you've enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up awesome. If you like what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button, like I said earlier, and like us on Facebook and Twitter or you know, just give us a thumbs up in the air and maybe we'll, maybe we'll just sense it. Just in it. Just we'll do it. Feel like, right it. It's like, it's like, Oh yeah, no, that got it's me. like a spirit that bomb of yeah. thumbs it's, it's similar. <laughs> yes. uh, as well as, uh, you know, being part of the inebriate podcast network, retro Doctopus is a full fledged member of the dorkening podcast network. So if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like Epic tales from the sewers, the wicked horror show, Throwdown Thursday, shark bites, super retro throw throwback reviews, and there are so many more. There's over 40 shows on the network. And we were looking for new podcasters at Terrificon. We've said it many times. And who knows? Maybe there will be more than 41 shows on the network uh, very soon. I don't know. Actually, I don't know the exact amount. It's just over 40. Maybe we'll be over able to 40. Say over 50 next time. I don't over know. 42. Don't know who knows? Yeah. I have no idea. It could be any could be any amount. <laughs> um, but for, for more information or to subscribe to us or any of these great shows, please visit thedorkening.com. Be sure to check out our killer sponsors, Deadly Grounds Coffee, coffee to die for. I have been your host. My name is Parasite Steve, a.k.a. Steve Ann Sampson. And uh, remember, guys, if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> <laughs>